Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, viewers and listeners, and welcome back to another edition of There Will Be Dungeons at therewillbedungeons.com. I'm Scott Johnson, joined by John Jagger, Bo Schwartz, Kyle Ferguson, and Kristen Ashton. Sorry, I almost burped a little bit of Cheez-Its. <laughs> That's going to be a thing. Oh, it's going to be this really unsure thing for the whole show anyway. Anyway, um, hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. It's great to be here. Um, congratulations, all of you all, on your one off while I was out of town. I still haven't had time to listen to it, so I have no idea what the current status of my character is. I'm sure I'm going to know here shortly. Uh, so very excited about whatever John did to me. Uh, during his little one-off, but uh, grats on that. Got a lot of good feedback about it, including feedback we get via email. I got an email here from somebody who I'd like to read. This is from somebody named Champ. How many people do you know named Champ? I know one, this guy. That's I know it. Know dog. Oh. <laughs> he was named Champ. Homeward Bound. Yeah, Homeward He's Bound. He's the best. Is that the dog in Homeward Bound? It is. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. This nice. is his name Marty Chance? McFly, right? Yeah. Oh, it's Chance. Never mind. Oh, I don't know Chance, yeah. Well, yeah, who was Champ? Champ was the... How about the Champ with... Uh, there we go. The kid from Silver Spoons. Anyway, here it is. Sends this email in. Uh, the subject was thoughts on the show. Here's the message. I recently got a new job as a merchandiser, so I've literally got all day to myself. Long-time listener of CORE. I recently started listening to this show from the beginning. I know I'm a little late to the party, but it is... And this is in all caps. Absolutely fantastic. Each and every one of you have something I love, whether it be the antics, role-playing or fighting style. All of you are amazing and good at what you do. Please keep, all, keep up all the good work. Thank you for making my days entertaining. P.S. On episode 10, he's an audio listener, there's a part where Nash is, Nash is just whispering Stanley when anyone else was talking, and I don't know why, but I laughed super hard about it. Champ. I don't remember that. I don't, I either. don't remember that either. I don't re- either, but there, I have this trick I can do when you guys are talking, and I whisper, you're not hearing me whisper, because you're, you know... You just aren't going to. So I have this little trick I can do, but I don't remember why I did it or why I would chant Stanley incessantly, but uh, I must have because Champ says so. If you'd like to be like Champ and be a Champ and send us your emails, you can. And that's also true in this coming year of brand new episodes, by the way. Uh, this is the last There Will Be Dungeons for the year of 2018. But don't let that scare you. we got a whole other year coming right up with the 19 at the end of it. Uh, you can do that by sending them into uh, the website. Go to uh, therewillbedungeons.com. It's that simple. Therewillbedungeons.com. There's a contact link, and boom, you're in. We'd love to read your email. Okay. I think that's everything. Uh, Apparently, yeah. the stream is down. That's wonderful. 
That's what you like. Let's get that going again. You know what I think I did? I think I turned off the stream instead of starting the recording. So that's good. I mean, we still have audio. Audio's good. Everything's oh. good. <laughs> but everybody at home who watches this via video, you just missed a great email. That's all. It's fine. I'll just maybe I'll stick it in in the edit and then you'll have that too. But don't worry about it, everybody. It's all good. Scott knows how to podcast. Okay. <laughs> now we'll hand the torch over to Kristen, who will fill us in on where we are in this mess. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, seek and ye shall find goo thrown against three ways to wander. Varel led, leaning left. In only a few feet, though, he knew it to be the nest of a nasty. Correcting course, they then sought the second street and found a foul fiend that flung itself underfoot. Forgoing a fight, they finally rambled down the right route to see a circular sweep with a pair of boots in its bosom that bothered the bunch. Was it a trap? Stanley sent Mage Hand to swat, only to surmise that they were stone. Practicing prudence, they wriggled around the room's rim. Next up were niches, left or right. Hearing the singing sovereign to the left and seeing supply cash scribed on the right, their course was concluded. Into a pinching passage they proceeded, soon spotting an old sack filled with supplies, most notably a red gem and a wooden totem. Feeling they had found the funds, they headed back out, hope heading first. Unfortunately, this would not be a wieldy walk, for the walls had woken. Gluttonous goo on the ground grew ever closer. Hope stabbed the one startling her, only to find it foul her weapon and burn her britches. Retreat rang out, and the race ramped up. Varel caught the goo closest to their cutaway and flung flurries of fists. Stanley snuck out next, while Nash gnawed his knowledge for any spell that might service the seemingly hopeless hope. Exhausted of enchantments, he hide a hasty hustle. Hope was not lost, however, and acting her escape plan, she gathered her gumption to get out. Hurrying out of the hallway, the ooze clash continued. Varel's vices viciously eviscerated while magic and bullets finished the fiends off. The deed done, it was newly noted that the caroling king had quit. Varel flew forward and launched into a loud lob, listing his own leadership list. Now rejoin our heroes as they face down the conjectural king of the caves underneath the treacherous wiles of the Teat. That one was flawless, dude. Nailed that one. What is it, writhing around the ringing rim or something? (laughs) That was one that really jumped out at me. That was really intense. I'm super impressed. I like how it makes it sound like we know what we're doing. Yeah. 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 Big fan. (laughs) And we weren't just scared of some feet. Yeah. Uh, All right, Bo. Well, it's in your hands now to take us on our way. Welcome back to the adventure. You've just defeated the two black puddings. And singing could be heard sung out. And Varel, in response, sung back at the end of last week's episode. Do you wish to serenade us once again? Oh, I am the king from above. This is my sword. This is my cave. I want to meet you, dear king. These are my companions. They are very brave. <laughs> Gotta work on his rhyming, but other than that, that was impressive. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, your voice echoes out. Roll a performance roll, please. Ooh. A 16. Oh, I was hoping that 20. Okay. <laughs> as, as your voice echoes out down the cavernous hallway that I believe you've projected through the western passage, which you have not been down yet, 
Um, you wait a moment and get nothing back in response. However, the cave has become quiet. You get the sense that your singing was heard. Oh, kings are we! And I continue. <laughs> While he's uh, singing, I am going to go over, pull out the med kit, and start working on George's foot. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so George, in shock, just like is 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 sitting on the ground, clutching his leg, going. Ooh, 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 ooh. And so you're going to work on his foot exactly how? Uh, when you, you take a look at the foot, you see that the foot is... Um, the, the shoe's been blown open okay. where the gunshot entered. Um, you don't see much else with the boot on. You'll have to get him to take off his boot. Uh, all right. Well, not standing on ceremony. I'm pulling the boot off. Okay. You pull the boot off, and he goes, No, no, wait, wait, wait. And he sort of holds you back. You'll have to make a contest. Uh, okay. What am, what am I rolling against him here? Uh, athletics or dexterity, your choice. Okay. Or acrobatic. Uh, it's going to be a 13. Okay. So you successfully rip George's boot off, and his foot becomes revealed. This smelly mass of foot flesh torn open where the bullet's in. It looks split sort of at the top of the foot. Down. A toe appears to also have flung off as you pulled the boot off. So he's only got four toes left. Hmm. That's unfortunate for him. Uh, Alright. I'm going to open up the uh, the uh, first aid kit. What do we what have we got in there? Um, Your standard first aid supplies. So gauze, bandages, that are rotted. The gauze also is very yellowed. Brutal. Oh, so it's it's not in it's not in great shape here. No. Um sorry, I can find out more information for you if you give me a moment. Sure. I used to know this stuff by heart. Um let's see here. Okay, so there are bandages, uh there's safety pins that are rusted. Um there look to be like some plastic gloves, but those have holes in them. There are uh, packaged up wipes in there. You see a thermometer, again, rusted on the metal end. Uh, there is a tube with some sort of, like, you know, you know, a tube that might contain like cortisone or something, hydrocortisone or cream. Um, there's a container with pills in it mm. and there also it looks like there's like a bottle of brown water alright it's not labeled or anything right nothing's labeled okay um, how held together is his foot like are these just actual just wounds or is his foot actually kind of split in places so the bullet entered the top of his foot that, uh, as you examine it, um, it's sort of split. It's not the foot's not split in half, but like it's it's yeah. damaged from the top of the foot down to where the middle toe is, and the middle toes come off. Okay. 
It's bleeding profusely. Uh, all right. So the first thing I'm going to do is uh, take some of the. Um, first, I'm going to press the digitate as much of the just blood that's on the surface of the foot away as possible. Sure. Okay. I'm going to apply gauze to where the toe is missing, where it seems like the bulk of the bleeding is, and okay. wrap the foot in the bandages as best I can, which, looking at the condition, I don't think this is going to necessarily be enough, but I want it to just hold its shape so that I can then cast Cure Wounds on him. Sure. Roll a medicine check for the application of the bandage, please. Uh, that is a 10. Okay, so you don't do a fantastic job, but uh, you bend down and he, he he's <sighs> trying to put on a, a bravish face as you gently uh, wrap the bandage around his foot and then over into where the opening is between his toes. <sighs> With the foot bandaged and Varel continuing to sing while you do you perform this operation, you cast your cure wounds on, on it. Yep. And that's going to give him 12 hit points left. I'm sorry, 13 hit points left. Okay. As you cast your magic upon him, his breathing slows down. He enters what appears to be a relaxed state. And he seems to physically just be in less pain. Now, the bandages become bloody very quick, but you have a sense that within minutes the wound on his foot will close however his foot will remain permanently a four toe foot yeah that toe's gone yeah, yeah. all right he leans against the wall and he passes out all right i put the boot by him stand up press the digitate the blood off my hands and get ready for whatever's to come all right hope reloads her gun arm while this is going on. So the cavern, aside from Varel singing, there's no discernible enemy or sound. However, Varel's voice fills the cave quite a bit, so it's hard to... I was going to say it's silent, but it isn't. Varel's singing like a bad man. <laughs> the problem of Blanc Oliver, I did Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. So last week, um, the the black pudding, you fought the black puddings in the cavern area, cavernous area to the west, marked supply cache. Both of them having been defeated and turning into piles of dust are now strewn about the room. But apart from that, and George, there's little sign of violence uh, in the room or threat. Oh, did we want to take a look at the gem and the? the stick of wood that we found I can take a look and see what I can discern from it but it's going to take 10 minutes and if anything shows up I just need you all to keep an eye out I think we can do that and if anything Varel will probably be going for another 20 minutes at least <laughs> uh, alright well, do, do you need me to recap what was obtained because yesterday you obtained the items and then were attacked so you didn't really have a chance to divvy up loot uh, I know that, that I took that. the red gem, the gold necklace, and the stick. That's okay. what I have. <laughs> they were, okay, perfect. Uh, there was a dagger. Oh, and I had there. the med kit, which has now been kind of used. The med kit's pretty uh, 
very very little to salvage in the med kit. Yeah. Uh, there was a very old pack of cigarettes in there. Did anyone take those or did they throw them away? I would have thrown them away. I wouldn't have kept them. Very old? Yeah, like hun- very old. No one's been down here in a long time. I'm going to pocket those. Okay. Uh, can <laughs> okay. you make sure to add an old pack of cigarettes to your... Doesn't have enough diseases. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna come in handy one day, and you're all gonna thank me then. Um, okay, this is gonna be a spell that requires cigarettes. I've only amazing. got 700 <laughs> types of cancer. I'm going for 701. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna um, call these cig- old cigarettes. Okay, that yeah. work. Okay. There's the uh, what else? There was a set of rotten clothes which I don't think anyone took. Um, there was a dagger. I am current. I used to have a dagger and lost it in our big kerfluffle a while back. I'd love to take a dagger if nobody else wants it. Right. Add a dagger. You can add the dagger using the inventory right. uh, system so that you have a you know, weapon of that nature. Let's Your see. character sheet. Yep. The stuff that I show that Hope held on to, at least from my notes, was the compass, uh, the handgun with 30 rounds of ammo, pepper spray, glue, Swiss Army knife, lantern with oil. I don't know if we kept the rotten rations, but it's on there. Uh, short and a shortwave radio. Okay, so those are all the things that Hope has. Hope you have the shortwave radio as well. Yes. Okay. The uh, the pepper spray I dropped during the fight. Yeah, oh, pepper spray is right. used. Yeah. All right, I have the dagger now. And you have the the stick, um, John. Yeah, that's what I will go ahead and start focusing on first. Uh, you have identify as a ritual? Yes. I'm going to sit down and begin the ritual to identify okay. the stick. Now, Varel, uh, I don't know if you have a sense of what's going on behind you as you barrel your beautiful voice down the hallway, but um, do you continue sing- Do you have a plan for how long you wish to continue singing? I'm making my way through the whole list at the moment. Okay. So <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, need a check from you to concentrate on identifying the item, uh, John, because there is an awful racket happening in Pharrell. I, don't I know rolled a five is. plus whatever. <laughs> okay, so you're going to require a little bit more quiet than what's currently happening here. Okay. I, I still don't know what the check is, but five probably won't cut it. Probably not going to get there. It's going to be like an intelligence-based check near Charisma Guy, so... I don't even know if there is one for that. Is there? I just make one with an intelligence modifier. There's no concentration skill. All right. Um, yeah, you're gonna need a bit more quiet, or if you have some other means of blocking out the noise, the distraction. Um, I'm not that worried about it. This was just to fill time. Okay. It can be done later. Perfect. All right. So we've divvied up the loot, um, and. You turn to Varel, and you watch. His back is to you as he's singing his number down the cave, apparently without end. With Stanley, I slew the metal manly. (laughs) He's starting to rhyme, you guys. (laughs) He's learning. Look, we're all in pretty bad shape. If this thing isn't going to show itself, it might not be a bad idea to get someplace a bit safer and recover. I agree. Oh, can I ask an out of 
character question to Absolutely. our DM. Absolutely. Sure. I got Absolutely. all kinds of emails and tweets between last show and this one where I was feeling very out of abilities and skills. And everybody's like, hey, in 5th edition, you can just swap uh, extra sorcery points in for spell slots. I thought it was yeah. the other way around. And so... Uh, it works both ways, I believe. Is it both ways? So I yeah. can do one or the other. All right. Let me double check that. But yes, you can, definitely you can turn sorcery points into spell slots. Um, I, I always thought it was see. the other way when I didn't Convert, really so, You can use your sorcery points to gain additional spell slots or sacrifice spell slots to gain additional sorcery points. So what my understanding is is that the spell level equals the number of points used, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. So if you need a third-level spell slot, you need three sorcery points to convert. Correct. Correct. That's my understanding, but I thought it was the other way around. So I thought it was like three oh, spells. Oh, it works, it works both ways. Okay. I, I guess I meant it. I thought it only worked yeah. that way. So if that's the case, that's good to know. All right. Mm-hmm. I agree with Stanley. My whole point was we should rest. How far are we from our full rest? Can we do one? Um, so you all had a sleep during the day uh, yesterday, you know, hope in the doctor's office and, and showing up in monsoon cabbages, crazy underground lair. And you guys hanging low in the building after the intercom message had, had shot out through Trashburg. Um, so you would have woken up, let's say about seven or 8 PM, then made your way over to monsoon, spent some time there, had dinner, so like 9, 10, 11, 12. We're looking at maybe we've been up for seven, eight hours oh, is that all? with all the activity that's happened okay. since you've had your long rest. I believe you do need to go 16 hours. Yeah, we're only yeah, between we have a whole long rests. Double that to go. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, you can still rest though. So you don't have to rest just for eight hours. You could rest for 16 hours, kill time, and do that. That's like not a problem, but you just don't gain the benefits. I don't know. That it's a decision you'll have to make as a party. So it just means hanging around this cave for a really long time. Minus sixteen is eight hours. So I think maybe it's eighteen, but I'd, I'd just say sixteen. I'd give you sixteen. Because I'd love but, to refresh these slots. So, so basically, if you wanted to have a a sleep and refresh your spell slots, you should ask the party members if they'd be willing to do that for you. But you'd need. You, you guys need to chill out for 16 hours down here. Keep in mind, it is uh, Tuesday evening. You did decide to depart earlier than Monsoon suggested, and your plans don't come to fruition until Sunday morning, Saturday night. So you, you do have um, you have time. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask them. I'll say... Uh... Nash wouldn't say friends. That'd be something Varel would say. Hold on. What would I say? New Nash could say friends. <laughs> Nash would just say, hey, hey. Holiday got spirit Nash could say friends. <laughs> hey, lady. Um, I'll just say, is anyone opposed to the idea of chilling out here until we can get some rest? I'm spent. I got nothing left in me. If we have another encounter like what we had back there, I'm done for I don't both. think this is exactly the safest place for it, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. Especially because we're all still, I think, recovering a bit. Hope as well. Well, hmm. 
Yeah, you have exhaustion too, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It. I mean, you say it's not safe here, but where is it safe? We don't know. If we go forward, it's not safe. We go back, it's not safe. It's not safe anywhere, Stanley. We could go back to where we uh, originally got down here. It's a bit more defensible. Seems quiet, secluded. I don't anticipate people finding it. Varel, does this waste all your singing? If we make a decision like that? Hmm? <laughs> Do you still have those pills, Stanley? Maybe they'll work on Varel. I believe we should hunt the hospitality of this king. He has many supplies. He is perhaps well-fed to have such a bolsterous voice. He could share his goodwill with us while we're down here and make our stay much more enjoyable. Unless you intend to eat bugs for the next 24 hours. How certain are you that he's uh, welcoming arms? How certain are you of, of, of that and not that we're going to run into more resistance? I surmise he is a loner as he sings to himself, as I did in the desert many times. That still doesn't give me great faith he isn't going to try to smash us the moment he sees us. Oh, surely with your silver tongue, Stanley, you could seduce him into offering a bed? (laughs) (laughs) Hope will give a little chuckle cough. I could certainly try, but there's no guarantee. We don't even know who this is. The king below, the king of the cave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have listed our deeds at great volume. You may have heard. He should be well aware of who we are and what we stand for. Well, and the fact that he hasn't come running is... uh bit of a concern or I don't know maybe even a bit of a relief maybe he's just boisterous as opposed to actually you know having the bravado he seems to I did not include George in my song perhaps I should continue so he is fully aware he's asleep he's I wouldn't worry too much about George George may as well not even be here at this point good it was difficult to rhyme with also Pixie as well. Oh, Pixie's right. Trixie. Trixie, yes. Trixie. Yes. And I breathe in deep <laughs> to begin singing again. <laughs> we have we... with us a Pixie. She is a very Trixie. All right, there we go. Covered. We are, we have invited ourselves at this point. Well, we are certainly announced. That's that's for sure. We could send Pod out and see if she can find him. And if she sees she, others or sees any tricks or sees any uh, danger, she can tell us. You feel a tapping on your shoulder. Nash. Yeah, I feel it. Yes, Pod. Remember, remember, I don't have dark vision. I can't see like you in the dark with your magic. Oh, shit, I totally forgot. <laughs> um, but I can... You want to send me out? <laughs> I can... Well, I couldn't. No, I can't because I'm out of spell slots. So, all right. Uh, never mind. If she can't see, she won't do us any good in there. Well, why don't we take a moment 
We'll see if this king presents himself. Varel, you've done a fantastic job of singing. If you could just maybe go on a quiet alert at this point, I can at least maybe take a look and see if I can identify some of this stuff we found. Very well. And I will take position by the tunnel, looking down at Sword Up in case some sort of danger comes that way. All right. We're going to try identifying the stick again. Cool. I'll position by this other tunnel. All right. Uh, so you cast Identify as a ritual. Yep. And um, so 10 minutes elapses, and you wave your hands over the stick. You, you peer deeply using your connection to the magical energies around you. And after some time, you come to a quiet conclusion as to what the item is. So uh, it is, and I'm bring. I'm just, if you bear with me a moment, I'm bringing up the information. Sure. Uh, it doesn't have a formal name. Although, if you had to give it one, you would call it a Wand of Scowls, which you can add to your inventory. The wand has three charges, it seems, and while holding it, you can use an action to expend its charge on a target humanoid you see within 30 feet of you. They have to succeed on a DC 10 charisma saving throw or be forced... There's a train pulling in, sorry. There's a, <laughs> <laughs> or be forced to scowl for one minute. The wand expends all charges at dawn. If you expend the last, if the wand's last charge, roll a d20. On a one, the wand transforms into a wand of smiles. This is all information you glean from it. But you're not sure. It doesn't seem, it seems wrong, like it seems off. It not quite what you were expecting, I suppose. Yeah, that's that's fine. No, that's great. You well, her, you could call uh, her Wanda. I, I look up at everybody. I have found the item that has permanently cursed Nash. It seems. <laughs> uh, this here wand uh, will make somebody scowl. Oh. Uh. I find it only fitting that uh, you have this, Nash, seeing as you uh, can spread your disposition to others now by force. I will give the item over to Nash. I will take it, like, here. Hold on. So, Scott, make sure you add the Wand of Scowls. <laughs> I will. Imagine prop, it being handed to go. me like this can of uh, dust spray. <laughs> Uh -huh. Close. I, Close. I'm going to do this. I'm going to just reach out and go like that. And put Wait. it in my pocket. You may you may now add a wand of scowls to your inventory. It should be findable in, under equipment, so you'll add that right in. Wanda scowls. I love her stand up. She's really good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. Why isn't it coming up? Oh, it should be there. I have Wand of Secrets. Equipment. I go to Manage Equipment. I go to Add Items. Wand of... Oh, it's not there. Yeah, I see Wand well, of Secrets. <laughs> well, you're just going to have to remember it now. I can. Yeah. I mean, I can manually oh, put it in. I just don't have any stats on it. 
I'll send you the link in Slack so you have it. Oh, okay. weird. It's on mine. I see it. Really? Huh. Yeah. Well, it's just... a common item. Maybe that's that. Wand of magic, right? Wand of secrets web binding. Yes. I just typed wah and it showed up. <laughs> I, got... I clicked uh, I, I clicked equipment, inventory, manage equipment, and then add items and typed wah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'll add it to mine, and if we need to reference it, I'll have it, and then we can figure this out later. Okay, okay. Is it really? Yeah, I don't see it, though, too. It's funny. Yeah, it's weird that you have it and we don't. don't oh, it. if you load more, maybe? No. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. All right. All right, well, well, you have a wand of scowls. It's pretty straightforward. What it does, you can force someone to DC 10, or else they have to scowl for a minute. Okay. All right. Won't be um, hard. Yeah. So you've identified the item. Hope and Varel are leaned against the wall, looking down either passage. The cavern has become silent. So with nothing else uh, going on, I guess I'll try and cast Identify on the gold necklace next. Okay. Another ten minutes uh, goes by as everyone tensely awaits to hear news from you. The gold necklace is benign, magically speaking. Say gold necklace. And this is a gold necklace. Congratulations. Uh, and then the last thing we were going to look at was the gem and see if that was magical. Okay. And another ten minutes goes by. The gem is a, a red gem, benign magically. And a red gem. Oh, on the red gem too? Okay. Uh, wait, that was it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you spent 30 minutes identifying items. Uh, you found you found the Wand of Scowls and two benign, or mundane, we'll say, uh, items. Non-magic. What about yeah, these? I, mean, I would take a red gem. What about these sweet uh, cigarettes in my pocket? Should we check those just in case? No, Nash, I think if you want to figure out if those are magical, you can spend the time on that one. <laughs> can I do an Arcana check on these cigarettes? Uh, you can, but it won't work the same way as Identify Spell works. No, I know. But it'll at least tell me if but there's something magical. I might be able here. to give you a hint, or you might be able to learn something. All right, so that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. sold to you by a cowboy. 23... Okay. So you, <laughs> well, while John does like his real identify, you take out the cigarettes and and look at them intently. Yeah. They fill you with a sense of whimsy and curiosity. Okay. Unlike other things, do I? Am I getting any kind of magical anything out of it? There's nothing magical uh, emanating from them in terms of its effect on the mana wave energy around it. Mm -hmm. But it is possible that you aren't able to really identify the the kind of tobacco or what might be in the tobacco. There's something curious about them. I think I got weed. What's weed? Uh, it's, I, it's a long story, but in the solar we mines... In the solar mines. In the solar mines we had... <laughs> We had reference to, references to the great vices of the ancients. And among them was something referred to as weed. It had many names, but weed was the one we used. 
I've never actually seen it or tried it, but I, be, I, I, don't, I don't know this for sure. When we're in a much safer uh, climbs, I will, I will try these. And if they're what I think they are, we might all benefit from this box of weed. But if we could all benefit, why wouldn't we try them now? Well, I, the problem is I don't know how if this stuff ages very well. If it oh. is, and I'm not, even, I'm not even sure what it is, 100%, but I just get the feeling these could be, these could be a, the great, the great weed of old. And if that's true, they have a great relaxing effect on people. And I don't mean like pixie blush, not like that, but like a chill out in this cave and rest sort of vibe. Well, if anybody needs it, Nash, it's you. <laughs> Like the great weed of old, which is strange. So like the great Kush, the great purple Kush. The sativa of legend. Yeah. All right, I'll put it back in my pocket, tap it lightly, and then sit down again. Sounds good. Lean against the wall. All right. I'm not was... entirely sure this uh, king is going to be showing up anytime soon here, Varel. Why would he move? He sounds quite comfortable where he is, singing of his many things. Oh, I would so move if I had so many things in my kingdom. You're suggesting we go to him? Yes. Oh. Did you all expect a king to go, Oh, I'm so grumpy. Another king in my castle and come stomping all the way here? That's not very kingly. He would wait regally in his chair, deciding which pose he was going to be in when seen. Oh. Oh, well, we've made him wait for a very long time, then. Now, there was villains and loot and the weed. (laughs) (laughs) Scott's muted, but he's choking on his Cheez-Its right now. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to wash down with some Dr. Pepper. (laughs) He's just going to (laughs) pop. And the weed. He got me with that one. (laughs) Then let's go find him. If everybody's feeling up to it, I'm I'm good to go, but it's not me I'm as concerned about. Let us find then our plan for escape. If this all goes sour, I will lead the way, though I am injured. Last time did not go so well. I apologize, Hope. I will lead. If I am somehow downed, if I am fell, run for it. Return to the bug-eating room. And go on to the stones that we originally entered on, not the sands where the worms live. All right. I want to just interject really quick here, because we had this last week as well, but I just want to let you know, Scott, that um, you can use mold earth outside of combat oh. to close and form up caves and stuff. So if you're thinking about forming safety, it's an option for you to just completely close off a cave wall for, or ca- cavern entrance. Well, yeah, it is. You may not be thinking about that, as, but as a party plans tactically, you just have a very meaningful thing. So mm-hmm. I always wonder, last week I was very cagey about it, but you know, this week I want to make sure you Well, if there's a part, that, if there's a part of this passage that we're through and done with, and no, we're not going back. I could do I'm that. I'm saying, everywhere. as an example, if you were camping, you could close off the passages with mold earth. Although something that can dig through the earth will still get to you, but that's an option. So just as they discuss moving forward, 
the battle plans and retreats and stuff, you have a very meaningful option that I just wanted to remind you about. Okay. You're free to just smoke cigarettes, though. It's, it's up to you. I'm telling you what to do. I'm not going to try <laughs> one until we're out of here. If these go bad, I don't want to be the reason we're losing in a cave. Well, keep in mind, too, anywhere we go, we're going to have to be dragging George along. He's a bit out of it. Or we could leave him here. No? It's a fair point. I'll leave him with one of these weeds. <laughs> it's a fair point. <laughs> I mean, Nash, weren't you the one who was just a little while ago telling everybody if we're not going to be moral, what is the point? Well, it's not about morality, Stanley. I'm just saying if we left him here and we left uh, one of my weeds and maybe some uh, water... <laughs> Just something to survive on for a little while. He's not going anywhere. He's nothing but a burden to us now. We find this king. We work that out. We come back for him. I don't mean leave him here to die. But otherwise, what are we going to do? Throw him over Varel's back and have him carrying two people now? Is he still is he still carrying hope? I forgot. I can't remember why. No, he I'm walking. No. Okay. Hope's been hobbling around. But, we but that's keep... not a bad idea, Nash. I can carry George. And should we meet some beast we cannot defeat, we leave George. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just don't think it's fair to make him our pack mule. Carry, <laughs> but he's basically dead weight. He's been dead weight since he joined us. I like how you called it a packed mule. A packed mule. He's a packed mule. Not a, but it's a pack mule. We well, just pronounced the T. Did I, I say a packed a, mule? Like a pack? I, mean, yeah, I, I think like it was we not intentional. Ready to go? Oh, all right. Like you know, like a like a formal pact you entered into with yeah, you know, Russia. I made a packed yeah. mule. It's a packed packed mule, <laughs> not packed ed mule. He's not a packed mule. <laughs> it just doesn't seem fair to Varel to make him carry all our 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 broken down. I mean, if if it happens what? to one of us, who are you nah. going to choose? Are you going to choose... Broken down what? If you're going to choose Hope, are you going to choose Hope or George is what I'm saying. You're going to choose Hope, of course. I'm telling you, we don't need to make a choice. Everybody here right now is exhausted in one way or another. There is no reason why we have to carry on right at this moment. Well, all right, Two-Faced McGee, let's just stay here then. Let's hang around here until George feels better, and then everybody make sure George is okay, and then we'll take George with us. George, can I make you a cake or freaking rub your feet? <laughs> oh, he Wait can't hear me? He's out He's out right now? Oh, that's a shame. Well, that's one more thing. I'll make sure to remember. Let me write it down, Stanley, in my little book here. Make Nash, sure... your inability to use your spells responsibly and control your magic is another reason why we need to take a rest right now. False equivalency. It is as much for your benefit as it is for George. False equivalency. All I'm saying is, in his current state, you have to admit George isn't helping us. Yes, and you are what? Two spells away from being just as useful? What are you going to do? Throw your ball at it? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm upright. I can walk. I can move. I can run. Uh huh. I'm, I'm not disabled and in the dirt. <laughs> like George here, who I would remind you used to be on the other team. 
He's only on this team now out of convenience and survival. Who knows if he'll switch I again? I could kill him if it's really tearing this team apart. Can we please lower our voices? I have just sung of our workmanship, our team, our tribe, to this king. He has heard tales of our victories, and now we squander them. We, we, we fight in his presence, in his kingdom. I should just go find him. But that's my point. Leave George here just for now. He'll be fine. Go find the king. Do our business. Come back for George. I agree that pressing on is dangerous, but we do not have supplies to stay here unless George possesses enough secret sandwiches for all. The only ability he has shown us of any use. Then we must press on. It's a good point. Uh, without food, your long rest you won't actually benefit from that we talked about in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Well. We had bugs. We forged bugs. Were they enough? We can forge bugs again. It will take I think I'll try my chances with of, the king. It'll take a long period of foraging for bugs to get enough for a sustainable meal that's comforting to you. Go slay Maybe. the worm. And eat it. It seemed a mighty foe. I think I'm at the moment we're trying to avoid mighty foes. Then I am picking up George, and I walk over to George, and I lift him up, and I cradle him between my arms like a princess. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he moves a bit, and he's like, mm, mm, mm. and then he snuggles up into your chest comfortably I'll go over and pick up his shoe because I'm pretty sure that's probably not riding with him yeah that's he's he's he does he's missing one boot for sure all right I got his shoe okay if we're gonna move forward let's move forward all right perfect so uh Varel, you easily pick him up um uh, are you proceeding down the west passage yep as long as everyone Files in behind Go ahead and move yourself six squares. Uh, if everyone can move but not ahead of Varel, I'll let you guys move your own characters. I won't do that for you. I will uh, take up the rear. Okay. <clears throat> but do not move ahead of Varel. I hope I hope I'll actually have to be behind. She walks at half speed, unless you're going to walk purposefully at half yeah, speed. Yeah, I'm walking behind purposefully her. behind. Okay. Okay. All right, um, Varel, you may now move another six squares. All right. The passage for our audio listeners narrows into a 10-foot-wide passage. And even though it's a westerly passage, it begins to bend to the left, which, which suggests a northern... It also looks it, it looks like oh. an, an erect seal penis. Oh, east. But... Sorry, it's an eastward passage. What is east? Yep, it looks like an erect seal penis, according to... to <laughs> it does. Look at it going up. Look at that. <laughs> so as you move down the passage, uh, you notice here that there isn't much of, that distinguishes it, apart from the fact that it's, it's very... It's wider, and the passage is taller, so it moves up to be about 20 feet. There's a lot of headroom along this passage as it curves around like a penis, as, as Scott says. Move yourself another six feet when you're ready. Okay. And as you continue down with George, you notice again the passage continues on. Um, 
without much to distinguish it. Go ahead and move yourself another six feet. All right, and again, continue on. The passage is long, indistinct. You've now traveled so far that you're not even sure which direction you're facing anymore as the passage twists and winds around. It's no longer a recognizable as a seal penis erection to me. Yeah. Go ahead and make another six feet of movement. Or six squares of movement, 30 feet. 40 feet. You have 40 feet, sir. Sorry. Oh, but I'm, I'm walking at a pace that would allow Hope to keep up. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Um, now, as you enter into this area, um, it's, it's still, again, a, a passage that continues, but it turns to your right. And um, you think that you hear a very, very faint um, sound that wasn't present in your ears. What you were hearing, Varel, was the sound of bugs, the sound of wildlife, uh, of the underground. Um, but you start to hear like a... Uh, like this sort of this background that, in your experience, would suggest... Roll a survival check. Silent Hill. <laughs> oh, no. Ten. Uh, in your experience, would suggest a high likelihood of a waterway or some water flowing underground that you can kind of hear like a and it starts to fill your ears. You can move another uh, six, uh, 30 feet when you're ready. All right. Okay. If you wish to. Yeah. Okay. And you edge along the right side of the wall, which turns right, uh, holding George in your hand, but being careful. Uh, not to move too far into any line of sight. You notice that there's a that there's a strange light up ahead. The, the the cave finally opens up into a cavernous room. There doesn't seem to be any distinguishing features other than it looks large. But there's a weird green faint glow coming from the room ahead. And you can kind of see, if you look on the map and zoom out, you'll see that some of your passage ahead of you is illuminated not by your dark vision, which is magically granted by Nash, or the light. And Nash, you still have a torch lit, or you, you, you have your rock. You have a glowing rock, don't you? Yes, I have a glowing yeah. rock that I'm yeah. holding okay. aloft. So that's your light source. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a light source uh, up ahead that you can see from here. It's green, very faint and dim. I'll turn back to the group. There's a light, a green light, cut harshly on the ground, like a great door. I believe we found the throne. Is it light emanating from under a door? Under a door? Through a door? Is the door open? Is it closed? I'd assume open, but there could be a large crack. We should investigate. Stanley. (laughs) What? Nothing. I was going to make you do it. Don't worry about it. I'm in no position to make anyone do anything. We should get closer. All right. I will advance uh, the next couple, the 30 feet. Yep. Sure thing. As you you move closer into the room, you can make out the green. The green spills on in the larger room up ahead. This looks like a large cavernous area. The ceiling climbs up quite a ways uh, higher than in the passage that you're in there and there's this green light and it looks stronger coming from the right than it does from the left so you would guess that the source of whatever is glowing green and shedding this 
unusual light. Very dim. It doesn't really help illuminate your vision all that much. Uh, it would be coming from the right side uh, of the room ahead. In the room ahead. As you get closer to the mouth of the cave that opens up to the wider room, the flowing water grows louder. I would like to walk to the uh, the precipice of this room, the edge of the tunnel. Okay. With any, you're holding George. With any, just walking towards it. Yep. Proudly, not exactly stepping <clears throat> lightly. Okay. And uh, Nash follows with the with his glowing stone, and the party continues along. And you see um, that this is a, a fairly indistinct uh, cavernous chamber. The ceiling goes up quite high. There's a green glow coming from a passage to the right. So the, it looks like this room has about four different exits. One of them is the one you're entering in. There appears to be darkened exit to the left. Across the room, you do, in the dark, make out a, an entrance way that looks like the passage continuing on. And it, to your ears, is where the sound of water is coming from, is straight ahead. And to the right, there's a strange green glow emanating down the the passage, spilling light into this room. All right. I'll look back at the group. Take a big inhale. King, we wish entrance to your fine cave. We bring gifts. Okay. Uh, roll a performance check, please. Or persuasion, Nine. that's your choice. Oh, ooh, okay. that's different. Uh, persuasion. Thirteen. Okay. You yell out, echoing, uh, you're hearing your voice echoing and no response. And then you hear, finally coming back to you, a voice. Who heard that? It is I, Varel, King of the Above Lands. You're gonna pay! Yes! With great gifts, many gifts, for a king so fine as yourself. That's right! This is my kingdom! You, you better come here and pay me. You pay! We're dead. You come here and pay! Yeah, this is going well. Yeah. We pay. Well, oh. what are we going to pay? We, we, we pay with our many gifts. What gifts? George. <laughs> okay. He's a bad yeah. gift, Varel. A bad gift. A, nobody wants him. B, nobody's paying with George. Well, then the things George has, or the things we possess. Your gem. Surely you, you can part with some things. The gems, Keep the gems. Weapons. Get the gems yes. out. Yes. Uh, here we come, King, with our many gifts. Me and my fine friends. You make sure you move slow. And no tricks. No tricks. So slow. Now, the voice that you can hear echoing, because it still sounds very distant, appears to be echoing from straight ahead. The same direction that the water flowing is coming from. Hmm. 
should not carry George. We should make this a bit more regal. Set him down here at the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll, I'll step aside and set down George here. Okay. Place George uh, on the ground. Looking at him. He's got his gun on him, right? He does have the shotgun sort of strapped to his chest, so it is it is there on him. I will wiggle the shotgun off him. Okay. You undo the clasp and take the shotgun off, and now you have it in hand. Oh. I'll pass it to Hope. I'll take it. Another gift. Let's go. And I sword over my shoulder, you know, broad against the shoulder, and walk proudly into the room with high elbows. All right. Okay, make your way. You, I'm going to move you into the middle of the room. Okay. As you make your way into the middle room, you can more clearly see now that this room contains the four passages I described. Um, the green glow appears to emanate from a room to the right, which, peering down the cavern, you kind of see this smaller chamber filled with green. And it looks like the ground moves downward in that room. You can't see much more detail than that. Uh, but it does appear to be a smaller room. To the left, looking down, it it runs into darkness. It's hard to tell what's down there. No noise is emanating or light. Straight ahead is where the voice and the sound of running water comes from. This room appears to be not the, the throne room, but perhaps ahead you would find something resembling that. All right. In the middle of the room, I'll look back and see that my party is some... 25 feet behind me, you know. Most of them, come, come now. Gifts out. What, what, whatever's your best. Hold the gun that I was handed. Uh, I'll hold out one weed cigarette. Okay. The rest are staying in my pants. <laughs> yep. Keep your weed cigarette in your pants. Um, okay. Perfect. You guys move into a more formal formation at Varel's, with Varel's coaching. Uh, can I get a group performance check, please? Natural 20. 11. Uh, 22. 12. All right. Um, the group, uh, for the most part, uh, Stanley and Hope are very attentive to your direction and fall into place and with the posture pleasing to you. Nash is not so great, but it's passable. And certainly, uh, you know, your own role doesn't really matter that much as you're giving out the direction, so it's, it's less of a concern to you at this time. Everyone looks good. Ready for a... What, are they, what would they call that? Ready to be an envoy of, of some kind. Yeah, envoy. That's the right word. Alright, All right, I advance and, this envoy. And do you provide directions to your envoy? That's the what they need to do or just follow you forward alright Stanley who are doing fantastic yep. the only instruction he gives is forward and he begins moving forward move yourself forward uh, 12 squares oh my or up to as many as you'd like and the group you'll have to follow along uh, in, in order yes Hope was like the Flash. I'll advance to uh, just inside here so we can line up once again. Sure. All right, and as you proceed into the room, you notice uh, that of running water grows louder, and you can begin to make out um, running a passage of running water 
and across the running water from behind a few um, pieces of cavern that are blocking your vision, you do see a light spilling out from behind them, but you can't see who or what is generating the light and who's present in this room. You can you can advance. Okay, I'll walk to the edge of it and mm-hmm. still not seeing around this great pillar before me. You can what advance a... as you advance as you like, sorry. Sorry to what interrupt. What a mighty hall! Sit fit for such a king. You show yourself! Here we go. Who's come. there? Who's there? Who is this? I'm here yelling. So we're on an upper ledge? Yeah, it appears that you're on an upper ledge and that there's a, a stone staircase, like a cat cut out into the cave floor leading down to the water. And you hear you hear a yell finally. Wait, wait! Don't you touch that water! Wouldn't dare, King. And then as as you um as you approach the ledge, you hear loud steps. Boom! 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 On the cave rock floor. And a large figure peeks out from behind the the pillar of rock in the middle, covering some of it, and you see a, a large face. Uh, basically a man standing about 14 feet tall. Humanoid, big, fat. He's wearing, he's got a giant nose with a big pimple on it, and his hair is, his head is bald except for a few strands of, like, hair that would comb over or blow in the wind. It's blowing right now. And you see that he's wearing, like, a, a, like a brown vest that is stained with what can only be centuries of sweat and, and gross whatever from he, that he might have rolled around in. You see tattered brown shorts, like, ripped off. Like Hulk style, like they're just too big for him. And his skin is very oily, very brown, except his hands, which have these large scars around them. And then his hands are very, like, white and pink flesh. And the same with his feet. There's these large scars on his calves where his dirty skin all of a sudden becomes pink and clean. And he's got a couple of missing teeth and he walks around the corner. And says, Who's in my cave? Who are you? Who, uh, Can we tell how many little people? And as he looks, he looks. He tries to peer and look over at you. What eye? How many eyes does he have? He has two eyes. Okay, they're large and and black, but they look humanoid. Glorp, or what was his name? Glorp, Gorp. Take your Gorp down to Defcon Three, everybody. It's not Gorp or Glorp. I was worried it was the one I'd... We were, I mean, Varel and I uh, are in trouble if it's him, so I just wanted to make sure. He, he, move, he moves to the, to the side. Now, the, the, the avatar I'm using doesn't look like him, so don't picture that. He looks like a large 14-foot man. Big. He looks and he goes, You've got to pay me rent! Surely. We are the heroes of the Waste and kings of above. Ah. <laughs> you small men's. Clearly you're not heroes. What are small men's doing in here? Oh, man. 
Perhaps my major domo should inform you of such dealings as our heroic deeds. Oh, well. Thanks for that, King. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll uh, kind of stand a little more upright. Oh, great king of the underground, we have come from above, for we have heard glorious tales of your kingdom and your exploits. Before me is my king, Vorel, king of the above. He insisted upon meeting one such as you. There's no way up above. Why are you lying to me? You're lying! How uh, did you get here? From above. Matt, Matt, Stanley, magic. Maybe he likes magic. Maybe he doesn't like magic. Mm. As you say that, there's a large glowing sphere that sort of follows him and tracks him behind his head. It's, it's emanating light behind him. It's strange. It floats in the air without <clears throat> the need for apparently any strings or to be held. It sheds light in what appears to be a 20-foot radius all around him, so you have a source of light and he has a source of light. And he's staring at you across this river that's flowing quite rapidly. I assure you, we have come from above, bearing many gifts from above as well, uh, including... Please present me the first gift. The hope will hand over the gun. This weapon that they use frequently up above. It is crude and small, but it is unique to the world above. And with Mage Hand, I will lift it and have it sail out 30 feet and rest it on the ground. He examines it as the, the Mage Hand brings it over. It brings it over to him across the river. Uh, I don't think it can go that far. I think it can only move about no, 30 feet. So yeah. it would just move out 30 feet and then set it down. All right. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> you know what that means, right? We do, and we're honored that you would extend such a courtesy to us. You want to get past the river? You pay the toll. This is my cave. Also, you're gonna pay me rent for how much time you spent in my cave. And what is the toll and rent for such a thing? 10,000 gold pieces. We don't have that. Well, Varel, pay the man. Pay him. <laughs> I don't think we have 10k. Don't step across the river. Give him weed. Rent, I'll, oh, I'll take 2,000 gold pieces. Get her covered this month. The gem. What if we told him the gem is worth that much money? Uh, that's a good idea. Well, surely this rare and exotic gem would be worth that much, and I will mage hand out the red gem and set it down next to the gun. Bring it here for me to look at! Why you put it down there? 
All right. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I have to be the damned major Delmo. Mm-hmm. You're presentable, though. That's the problem. All right. I'm going to walk to the edge right here, uh, the edge of the ledge. And uh, once again, I will use the mage hand and I will float uh, first the gun and then the gem over to him. Okay. And you set them down, he looks at them and he goes, "Mm, that's a good start, but not enough. Very well, you are... You are absolutely right. There are far more treasures that I believe should be offered. We, uh, I believe we have a good deal that we just, uh, just recently procured from up above in our treasury. Uh, hope, I Who believe. Who is this up above? What's that? Well, it's the land above us. Above <laughs> the ceiling. There's no land above me. Oh. Well, then we have amazing stories we might share with you. I'm listening. Oh, there is a land above, and we know the passageway to get there. You mean like heaven? As a matter of fact, we could show you the very way to get there yourself. <laughs> Little tiny men from heaven. Tell me my business as king. Well, <laughs> mighty king such as yourself, you the toll, you go. Would like to expand his holdings? Hmm. What? Good one, Stanley. There is a whole chamber full of fascinating. Glowing eggs up above. <laughs> you're, you're trying to trick me. I'm the guardian of the river. You don't get across the river. You're trying to get me away from the river. So you don't have to pay the toll. Stanley, take the egg. I'll slip him the egg. Well, you're pretty far away. Oh. Oh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have an egg. You just have the black pit thing that's inside. Right. Yeah. Oh, we don't right. Have, we don't have an egg. Gosh dang it. We had an egg. We have the pit. I just don't think that's going to be as impressive <laughs> for some reason. I assure you, our interest in your river is not our purpose here. We wanted to see your holdings and introduce you to our king and leader. Now, we do have additional treasures we might share with you. Uh, If I could speak to your major domo, we could, of course, exchange this. Um, Yes, your major domo, I can work it out with them. Surely you what don't are you handle... saying? Well, I, I, excuse my impertinence, King, but surely you don't manage all your affairs yourself. 
One of the best parts of being king is having yes, others. Yes, I do. I manage everything myself. I'm the guardian of the river. I'm the king of these caves. Me, well, not that's... you, not the headache man. That Me. seems incredibly tiring, King. Surely it would be easier to have others to take care of such menial tasks so you could see the more fit kingly duties that you might enjoy. I'm the king. Well, this yes, is my but... river. This is my cave. I'm the king of the cave of the cave. I'm the king of the river. I'm the king. You're not the king. Me, I'm the king. Pay me the toll. He looks at you intently and he just stops talking and it's kind of unnerving. Ralph, how long are we at this? He's not buying it. Very well. <laughs> kings, kings are we, king of above, as you see. And I start advancing towards to join, arm outstretched, holding my sword, you know, downward, non-threateningly, like a like a baton staff, as I sort of make my way towards him, like uh, like the Joker did in that Michael Keaton movie, going down the street, you know. <laughs> Bit of a roll, a roll a performance check for that, please. Ah. 18. Okay. He watches you in delight, uh, moving away from St his attention from Stanley, as he watches your performance. Seems enthralled by it. I like it! You have a nice voice! We're not here to spy. Why would we lie? The land above is free and set for you to see. Guarding rivers is no game. I would like to know your name. Borel Rasvim Kurek is my name. Saving the people, the land is my game. Hmm. Well, I'm not a king who puts up with Fui. I will tell you my name is Hungui. Well, I'm gonna just step back here and sit because I'm getting very tired of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, little... Oh. Hungui, Hungui, a king for the ages. Come, let us meet. Show me your pages. I'm very sorry, but I've got no books. I just have my river and these handsome good looks. Handsome good looks will Go get ahead. you far. <laughs> but we <laughs> seek greater things ajar. I appreciate your love for poetry, Vorel Rasvim Kurik, man. <laughs> but you still have to pay the toll. To me. I'm. Hold on. St Nash interrupts. 
Dear King, there's nothing greater in these trying times than dinner with Nash Maggard of the Solar Mines. <laughs> <laughs> he looks cute. He, he nods his head in appreciation of your effort. All right. Dodge the performance check. I like it. Listen, you guys are kind of noise, but you still have to pay the toll. It make me angry if they don't pay the toll. No, Barry, you'll be mad with me. It's my sworn duty as king. What else do we have? Pharrell, Pharrell, find out who is getting mad at him. What need does he have gold down here? What need of you of such treasures that you pay? A king should not pay, he should rule. I'm the king of the time. No, Barry made me king. And a king makes people pay. No, Barry. Is that the headache no, man? No, Barry. Oh, the headache man. Is no, Barry the headache man? <laughs> no. The headache man! I hate the headache man! I, I see. Him. We are I a doer of great deeds. Him. Perhaps we could solve the headache man's problem. Mm. I tried. I tried to kill the headache man because the headache man wouldn't pay me tolls and rents. Headache man! Very disrespectful. So I, I put boulders on the headache man. I don't like him. And he lives beneath these boulders now. Yes. Would you share with us? Those boulders, so we might defeat the Headache Man? The Headache Man! I don't like him. I put the boulders on, on the other side of the river! And down the river! I won't move them. Does he give you headaches, or does he have headaches? He makes me give, he gives me headaches. Okay, all right. If we can stop him, can we pass? Persuasion roll. Let's see, uh, 23. Mm. You still gotta pay me rent for the time you've been here. But I'll give you safe passage across my river if you can get rid of the headache man. Our gifts then should suffice as they meet 
your required standards. They are worth the many gold pieces you ask for. Mm, he bends over and picks up the gem. He's like, hmm, I don't know. One more! One more like this one. And he points to the gem. One more gift. I think he wants another gem. We have more gems. Oh. Trying to remember where I wrote the gems that we had. But we definitely have them. Uh, I will step forward again, back up to the front, and I will pull out, uh, the quartz that I have in my bag, and I will mage hand over a piece of quartz. Turns his face Ew! This one is nice! You got a pretty one. All right, I have a uh, I have one called a bloodstone. I will float that over to him. Ooh, hunger we like. And he takes it from the mage hand, and he puts them in his hands like this, and puts them up to his cheek. Goes, yes. Fair enough. That's. Your rent for this month, but just you four, and no one else, and no crossing my river until the headache man goes away. <laughs> I guess I won't be seeing you again. Oh? <laughs> the headache man! He's a bastard. I see. If Hungui can't beat the headache man, what are little people going to do? Little people, you little people. Look how little you are. You guys, he's kind of a dick. Hungui. I agree. Find it funny. The little people make Hungui laugh. They're... Final breaths will be spent at Varel. last. Varel, which way is the headache, man? Show us where the headache man is afar, and we shall go there right now. <laughs> the headache man's. So, uh, I've... I've blocked the passages here to the headache man's. He's on the other side of the river. Probably go back where you came from and take the other way. And that'll take you to the headache man. But you can't cross my river. Don't you dare put a foot in it. You didn't pay. I'm its guardian. Hope will start walking out of the room. She's so done with this guy. Very well. 
the rent is paid, dear king. We shall see you when the headache man is dead. And we turn and to leave. Singing, I'm the great Hunkui, and I made an excellent deal. But I'd be willing to bet when the headache man comes for you, you'll squeal. And he's just sort of singing, but not very favorably about you, but more about him as you move back into, as you exit the room and back into the room with the green light, presumably. I think uh, it's a good time to give my throat a little break from talking like Hungui. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Good. Let's yeah. take a break. Uh, like we'll, a be, we'll, the, uh, we'll be back. And that means more fun right here on There Will Be Dungeons. Don't go anywhere. No. 44B. There it is. Okay. We're back at it. Bo Schwartz, take it away. Okay. The party retreats. Uh, Hope and Varel have retreated. Are, are the rest of you moving back to the other room with them? Yep. All right, everyone moves. You can move your characters back to the main room. The room which glows green, and you hear Hungui continue to belt out the notes. I'm the king. I'm the king. This is my foot. This is the river. And it continues on, seemingly incessantly once again. This is my foot. This is the river. This is my foot. This is the river. <laughs> well, he's mad. Yeah, he's I'd, he's he's uh, lost it. Yeah, he's a king of nothing. Well, what did you think would be down here? I expected some sort of. Well, we can surmise that he is large. Yes. He's big. Perhaps fat. Fat from what? Fish. People like us. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just an idea. There is well, this... the gate... Yeah. You, you did enter in your mind that the gate was locked. It was sealed pretty tightly. That, and you entered down in here. It's not likely that anyone's been down here in a long time. Well, he clearly answers to somebody, whoever appointed him in this kingly position. No, Barry. No, Barry, and the headache man. And this place grows a little more populated. But we did pay rent, so we can rest freely, yes? I would say we can definitely feel comfortable in not having to worry about him, but it certainly doesn't negate all the dangers of this place. Mm. We still need food. Yes, and that's why I wonder about his girth. If we can perhaps procure some fish from him of some kind, we can eat and not cross the river, even. I think, I don't think he'll deal with us unless we do what we said we would. Oh, it's, I was hoping he'd He be... was very insistent about the headache, man. Yes, and we did say we'd do it now, but we are all very weary, and no doubt George will awake soon and be like, Oh, everybody! I'm human. Look at me. I'm Varel. running in that room. Varel, I can kill him if you want. You you all, you just have to say the word. It doesn't matter to me. 
I'll kill him. Right now. It should matter. That's the point. We appointed Nash to tell us the principle of these human dealings. Yeah, but he's dead weight. I hate to say it. He's not doing much of us any good, and if this if this king eats people, uh, we have a person we could negotiate with for eating. I don't believe the king eats people. It's true. And if he, he does, what's one George? We've got plenty of other things. He likes shiny rocks. I've got a whole bunch of them. Then perhaps we should pay for a meal. We can certainly see if he would be predisposed to such a thing. Are we safe doing that now after we told him we were on our way to take care of this headache man? Uh. And which way is the headache man? Because it's not where we came from. It's either left or right. There's boulders on the headache man, so... If I, if I didn't make it clear, just because, you know, the way that we interacted, it was clear that he told you to go to the back. You'd have to go a long way around to the other side of the, the river. That he had bouldered up any entrances to the Headache Man in his chamber. Gotcha. Oh, so it's in the, we went the wrong way after telling him we're off to it. I can no, move. no, he went the right way. I can no, move. no, he made it clear, like, behind him he had bouldered it up. Oh, you saw I, that. I, it wasn't evident on the map, but he, he at one point, had moved, motioned towards some boulders. Maybe not everyone saw it based on where their vision was on the map, which is why I say it. It was clear to everyone that his chamber was bouldered off. And behind him. Yeah. Across the river. So he wanted us to do a deed that involves crossing the river. No, no, no. I think there's one of the two ways that will lead us around. He, imp he implied there was another way around. and you could Gotcha. He uh, wasn't specific a... about how to get there. That's, that's dungeon territory. Hmm. Well, there will be dungeons after all. That's true. Oh, either way, I we have, we have uh, <laughs> traded one enemy for a potentially stronger enemy. Who? Sleepy George? Whoever this headache man is clearly couldn't get past King Singh over there. I, I feel like... If we're going to fight, we would be just as good fighting him as anybody else. It is a thought, yes. If he's susceptible to headaches, I've seen you make a man's head explode many times. Hmm. Do you think it's inevitable that we have to fight this headache man, though? Even if we take the king and we go full lemon tree in there. Even a point of passing through his chamber for any reason other than the fish in the river? Maybe not. If Maybe. there are fish, crawdads? Maybe we can avoid it. White lizards? What's that green light, though? Does it does it have the green sheen of the demon world, the weir? No. It's, okay. it's got, it, it, if I had to equivocate it, it's like the room might be filled with green Christmas lights. Oh. Not, not that they are, but it's that kind of a glow, like a green... It's a solid green glow. Not like fell, okay. like World of Warcraft style. Yeah. It's a green glow. Okay. Well. Another thought as far as resupplying is we could return to the weir. And time moved strangely there, but that was because we spent a day in the place. 
We simply visited, got provisions, and then returned. It's unclear how much time would pass. Hmm. It's we were gone option. two weeks for one night, yes? Yeah, 24 hours was roughly the equivalent of two weeks based on your prior experience. Um, in addition, you'd still have to wait the 18 hours before you could benefit from the long rest again. Or, you know, some time has elapsed, so maybe 16 hours or 15. I'm not entirely sure that it is the best plan, but it is a course of action that we have. I'm honestly perfectly fine scavenging for food here. It's not the first time I've tried to operate with minimal food. Well, then let's continue. At least we will be free of the king, and let's check out the pool then, and see if we can find the way around to the headache beast. I agree. We should see what that light's about. Let's be cautious, though. Bro, Formation! You, you lead the way. Yeah. Okay. Well, we get... reacquire George. I'm leaving. He's fine. He's fine. Then... Then he'll wake up, and it'll be fine. He'll be screaming in the dark. But he was left alone in the dark before, and he didn't scream. I would like I to remind him. everybody the rent we paid is only for the four of us. If somebody else is wandering around down here, it's highly likely that the king will think we lied to him and be upset. Oh, go grab George. Pick him up. Okay. Bring him back grab George. Yeah, you have him now. All right. All right, uh, you make your way. Uh, make your way to the T junction, please. Unless you, unless you want to do something different. But if you move, and as you approach this area, uh, a giant swarm of bats flies out from the corner. <laughs> they swarm all around you, immediately covering uh, all four of you, and some of them uh, attack you. Roll for initiative. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Eight. 17. 12. 17. Stanley. 8. Hope. 12. Mash. And Burrell. 15. Perfect. Okay, so the bats fly out, um, and the whole swarm of them just comes careening out of the corner that you've disturbed them. And or whatever it is that they make as they fly out and they immediately attack you and George. Dolphins. Scooby dooby doo. <laughs> All right. And um, 19 plus 4 is 23. So it's a 23 Burrell. So it's a hit, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, you take 6 piercing damage. What the butts? As a giant swarm of bass comes out and just they land on you and start gnawing at you and biting, biting in between your scales, biting in your eyes and in your gums as you just become covered in bats. Before you, the, the other three of you, you just see bats fly out of the corner and just cover him. Giant, there must be like a hundred as they just trigger and fly out. And... Does Varel have rabies now? <clears throat> I didn't have to roll, roll fort yet or anything, so. Yeah, so now it is uh, Stanley's turn. Uh, jeez, alright, um, I will, seeing so many enemies, we'll do as much as we can to attack as many as possible, I'll, uh, throw the sword out, uh, yell parlay, 
and send the sword to try and attack one. Okay. That's going to be a 17 to hit. All right, it's a hit. That's 12. Okay, so you send the sword out, and diplomacy flies out and swirls around. Now the bats are in, because they're very small, they're actually in Varel's space. So Varel, you you see a sword like just stick itself inside 12 different bats. And bats just begin falling as the sword, like, just ninja style, like, doing these like pokes all around you uh so that's my bonus action for my regular action i'm gonna fire two blasts of eldritch blast okay uh that is going to be a 18 to hit okay roll your damage dice all right that's nine damage on the first one and that's three damage on the second one. Okay, so you let out a, a two volleys of Eldritch Blast, and they just explode as, as the energy sort of jumps from one bat to the other and just fries a bunch of them all in place, and like a dozen bats fall down from the first Eldritch Blast. Then it hits a few more and, and fries off a few more, and then um, the bats disperse. They fly down the hallway past you. And uh, Varel, you have dead bats all over you. And there's like there's about you know twenty or thirty dead bats on the ground from John's uh, John's murder of them, and there's uh, one bat attached to George's face in his helmet where his visor's open. There's seems to be a bat in there, and that one's moving still a little bit. Great. Uh, that's the end of my turn. Yeah, that's the end of combat. Oh, the okay. Have, they've dispersed. You all right, Varel? Go over what? and pull the bat off of George. Okay, you go to pull the bat off George, and it's got his teeth sunk into its nose. His nose doesn't come <laughs> off easily. It's not, this bat's not dead. It squeals. <laughs> Alright, I pull the dagger out from my back and decapitate it. Okay. <laughs> so I assume you sort of take hold of his body, maybe? Yeah. And just, so you grab onto the bat, you cut the head off of it, and blood gushes all over George's face. As the teeth sort of hang on, whatever little life it has, and then it falls. The head falls inside of the helmet anymore. Baptized. <laughs> pull the head out and throw it aside. <laughs> Very good. George is still out. Um, his face is covered in blood. Bat blood. What Maybe the heck? Is on too. <laughs> Bats. It's a cave, Varel. You're attacking me. Yes. For what purpose? Do you know you would probably attack somebody who disturbed your home? Yes. To to feast on me? What? Why would any bats want to feast on me? Why would you want to feast on anything else that lives? Because it's delicious. Well, am I delicious? Uh, maybe. Should I be leading this party if I am delicious? <laughs> well, based on the way it bit down on George, I think maybe we're all considered delicious. Also, we were just talking about food, and, uh, well, we have plenty of meat now. Huh? Dead bats. Yeah, there are about a uh, couple, like three dozen dead bat corpses on the ground. Dead bats do. Well, would anyone like to collect the bats? I'd like to cook the bats. <laughs> I'll pick up this, I'll pick up 12 of them. 
Okay. Add 12 bat corpses to your inventory. <laughs> <laughs> Dream come true. Finally. Days day. 12 bat corpses. Uh, do we proceed? Well, we might as well. Why would we stop? Because everything in here makes no sense. Bats in a cave don't make sense, Varel. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that this is a very hungry cave, and I question the health of its ecosystem. I mean, we feasted on bugs. We now have bats to feast on. We're moving up the food chain one thing at a time. Yeah, that is true. All right. I will stay in front with Tasty George. Let's explore this room <laughs> and uh, see what we can see. Okay, so after the deliberations have been done over that sudden bat attack, uh, you move, uh, Varel moves slowly into the room, and as you approach the room, you see that this is like a smaller room, and it's curious the way the, the ground um, sort of sinks down, like there's a little sinkhole right in the middle. And what's curious is you're able to now determine what makes the green glow, which it glows really green in here. You almost don't need your own lights or dark vision. There's an intense green glow emanating from the hole. And you see in the hole that along the sides of the pit, which seems to go down it's fairly deep, maybe 20 feet, 30 feet, uh, the walls are covered in mushrooms, and the mushrooms themselves glow green, emanating this green light. Nash, mm. don't eat the mushrooms. Donate the mushroom. Oh, don't eat don't, the mushrooms. Don't eat the yes. mushrooms. I thought he said donate. <laughs> You're right. That would have made a lot more sense. <laughs> okay, I, I, I won't. Unless you think maybe we, maybe we should try one pick though. One. Yeah, one. <laughs> Just one mushroom. It won't harm anything. It just take one. Nash, do you know how mushrooms work? Yes. They grow in damp, dark places, Stanley. You know what? You're right. Try a mushroom. See what happens. <laughs> I want to eat a mushroom, can I? Uh, I mean, you got, you're into the room? No yeah. one's in the room. You're I'll go in there. Looking. I'll go in there. All right. You push past Varel eagerly moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> As you enter the room, you notice that the ceiling sort of um, is like in a cone, sort of moves up in a cone. Mm -hmm. And then the bottom, there's a pit. And you can easily, without entering into the pit, reach in and grab one of the mushrooms. As you approach the edge of the cliff, your nose begins to tingle a little bit. Okay. A weird tingly feeling in your nose. Hmm. Nash, remember, just take a small one. Uh, just a tiny one. Hope, do you... Do you s smell that or whatever that is? Something in my nose. Yep. Hope, it looks like you move towards the edge of the pit. You feel a yeah. tingly feeling in your nose. I'll look down the pit. It's probably these tasty. Look down the pit, and what you can see is just mushrooms everywhere. And as they go down, the mushrooms get larger and larger. And uh, towards the bottom of the pit, there just appears to be a patch of mushrooms down there covering the ground so you can't really see cave wall all you just see is mushrooms all along the wall do the mushrooms so, themselves emit the light can we tell that the mushrooms emit the light they're glowing green i'm gonna it's start backing up 
It's like your your stone emits light. It's yeah. like they emit a green light. They're glowing. Okay. We're, we're in agreement. This is a terrible idea. Right? Oh, That's why fine. I said it. It's fine. Okay, so I'm gonna. I'm just. I'll be right over there. I'm gonna lean down right here on this edge. Someone yeah. get ready to grab him. And pick. Just Absolutely pick a. Absolutely not. I'm he just, did this to himself. I'm gonna pick whatever mushrooms. Just kind of in that little area there. Okay, so you reach out to grab. Are you pulling a mushroom? How are you? I'm just going to pull it, it from the stalk, reach down, kind of pinch it with my fingers and pull it from the root, not the root, but just sort of at the base of the, the bottom of it. Okay. So you can easily do this without needing a roll. You reach in slowly, you grab the, the stalk of the mushroom, and you snap it or do you pull it? Uh, I'm going to try to pull it without breaking it. Okay. You pull it, but you meet a lot of resistance as its roots are embedded in there. You'll, you'll have to break it off when you pull it, like you know, ripping a plant out of a ground. Okay. I'll do okay. that. And as you grab it, it shakes a little bit. See Itch. a fine mist uh, sort of shoot out from the mushroom, and then you break it off. Poof! And then a large, a large um, explosion of of particulate, of glowing, more intensely glowing green particulate. Poof! Fills the space you're in, and it's all around you. I need you to make a Constitution save, please. Well, now the only option is to kill him. <laughs> uh, uh, I have to find my document. I don't know where it went to. Uh, 18. That's not bad. Uh, oh, there it is. What? That should save. Okay. Sorry, one second. <laughs> What'd you... 18? 18, yeah. Okay. Um, so your nose still feels tingly. But you don't appear to suffer any ill effects apart from just a little bit of discomfort in your nose. You pull the mushroom from its stock and you have it in your hand. Um, Next step out of the cloud. Can I yeah, do, there's also a cloud yeah. of particulate, of glowing green particulate in your space. I'll move over here. Back okay. to, to... You move over here, and as you move out, you know how, like, when you put black light on things, you've got these glowing <laughs> particulates all over your clothes. You guys see Stanley? <laughs> Stanley moved back right then. That was great. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. What? You have this glow. You have, you have particulate all over your cloak. Okay. <clears throat> um, I will. Uh, can I? Can I do a quick arcana arcana check to see if I can? If this mushroom uh, emits any sure, magical to determine properties, this is, any magical properties, yeah. sure. All right. This should be high no matter what I do. Twenty-two. They are definitely nothing you've never heard of from the solar mines. Um, they don't appear to be the product of magic, but they do appear to be magical to your mind perhaps okay. even otherworldly it's not you're unable to, to discern the exact reasoning why a mushroom would glow green but something something unusual is at play here I will um, tuck it away in my little ancient cigarette space for now okay so add a green glowing green mushroom to your inventory Oh, man, Nash with glowing green things. Jeebus. Okay, it's in. All right. <laughs> I'm going to eat it at some point, but I don't know when. 
From a distance, I'm gonna press the digitate Nash just to get the spores to come off of his robe. Okay, um, you do that. You clean the spores, uh, the spores, but the particulate from yeah. from his cloak, and he stops glowing green. Sweet. All right, you guys, I got one of the mushrooms. Yeah, you certainly achieved that, Nash. Well, it could be useful. you for waiting. (laughs) It could be worth something. Or, and I won't blow this one up or smash it, and I won't eat it yet until there's, until maybe there's a time. I just wanted to, you know, you guys are all chicken. I wanted to go see what's going on in there. Do you want to investigate further, or is that it? Like, for example, I, I can't tell if that's a passageway up there to the left. It's too... We've cast a shadow. I can't tell. Well, I would say damage has already been done to you, so why don't you go take a look? All right, fair enough. I would blame for this if he dies. Should I, I wouldn't blame you, Vorel. They, no? It was a dead end from oh, where a, I was standing. It's a dead end. Oh. All right, I'll come back then. As you approach the, you approach the cliff in order to check out that corner of the cavern... Uh, your nose begins to tingle again very strongly. Do I smell anything or just has a tingling sensation? Uh, it smells damp and smell, it smells like a damp cavern. Uh, nothing really different from any of the other rooms. And it's all... tingly like like the way when dust gets into your nose. Like I'm going to sneeze? Yeah. Ish? Okay. Yeah. But not... Okay. It's not affecting any other of my organs. Right. No. Olfactory I mean, uh, only. You can't see inside your body, but you you suffer you suffer no ill effects. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, apart from a tingling in your nose. I'm going to come back to them and say, apart from the pain, tingling in my nose, there's a dead end over there. Great. So let's go back. Unless you guys want to th- toss something in there. Well, I, we. I have uh, George. <laughs> let's put George down there. Why would we do that? <laughs> Or something. I want to... Hold on. Check my inventory. (laughs) How many many cigarettes are in that box? 25. Okay. I'm going to to take one of them and throw it in there. See if anything happens. So they have 24 cigarettes. Now I have 24 and I've written it in my inventory. So I'm going to just toss one over the edge. Yep. All right, so you get close to the edge. Yeah. Your nose feels tingly again. And are you aiming, or are you just tossing it down? Just to tossing bottom? it down the center. All right, so you toss the, the cigarette down, and uh, you see it drop, and then it hits the side of a mushroom. Mm-hmm. And the side of the mushroom shakes a little bit. A little small little cloud of particulate sort of moves around. And it bends the mushroom uh, in such a way as that you think you catch a glint of something, and then... The mushroom sort of springs back into place. Okay. Something reflective. There's something down here. Besides mushrooms, I mean. Yeah, there's a cigarette down there. No, no. It bounced off a mushroom, and I saw something that was like metal or something. There's more than just mushroom. Maybe we don't care. Just, you know, you should know. Seems like Nash is the only brave one when it comes to mushrooms. How far down is it? <laughs> yeah, can we tell how far About down it is? 20 to 30 feet. 
it's it's hard to tell because the mushrooms sort of form a surface, so it's hard to tell where the cave is behind it on the bottom because they get bigger and bigger as they go down. Hard to get an exact estimate with your vision. Alright, I will approach the edge mm-hmm. with Nash. Sweet. I will look down. I'm going to wrap my cape around my face. Oh, your nose feels tingly. You put the cape on your face, but you still feel a tingling okay. in your nose. Either way, it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm not breathing in weird mushroom crap. Uh, where is it, Nash? Just, okay, watch. And I take another cigarette out. So I now have 23 in my inventory. And I toss that one in in the same at the same trajectory as I did the last one. I'll keep okay. a keen eye out to see if I see anything down there with my uh, vision. So that. now that you're trying to hit an exact spot again, I'll need you to make a sleight of hand check. I can do that. That would be a 13. You fire the cigarette down, but it, cigarettes are not really great for aim shots, and it flies in another direction and hits a mushroom, makes a little cloud of particulate, and rolls into invisibility behind the mushrooms. No glint this time? No. All right, I'm going to send my mage hand down. Okay. And roughly at the area where Nash pointed... All right, tell me how to move it, Nash. Uh, just and then poke it. Can you poke it? Guide me to the right spot. Yeah, I'll tell. I'll tell him which one, and then just to kind of poke it. So poke it with your mage hand. Okay. So you poke it with your mage hand and and reveal it uh, behind where the mushroom was sort of covering the ground, covering the ground, and uh, you see what looks to be something. It's very difficult with all the glowing, but it's like a a leather sort of canvas, and there's a drawstring in it, and it has a golden end, you know, like a tip. All right, I will have the mage hand try to grab it. It glints. Okay. Um, As you go to reach in, you hear click, 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 click. All right, we're going to foreboding um fill the room maybe we aren't going to touch that as a matter of fact (laughs) as you say that you hear um the sound of scratching come from above you all right we're gonna have the mage hand grab it real quick and pull it up all right you grab it real quick and and pull it up (laughs) And as you do that, uh, from above, uh, you sort of you follow your your eyes dart up and follow the clicks up above, and you you, you hear, and the large body sort of just it looks like the ceiling is moving, that there's a creature made of the ceiling, and then all of a sudden, its skin changes, and a large spider jumps down from the ceiling, uh, hanging down on top of both of you, and its face is in yours. This has a gigantic body. Um, as it eh, as it as it lowers itself onto you, just one sec. Sorry, I gotta grab this thing, which is apparently oh, all spiders. Yeah, that thing is gross. Even on this little, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, it jumps, it jumps down and descends upon you, and is like 
or whatever spiders do. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it seems to just spring into existence looking like invisibility. I need everyone to roll for initiative, please. Desires oh, are dice is good. Okay. A big seven. Four. Nineteen. Five. Four, five, seven, and nineteen. Four was Hope. Yeah. Five was mm-hmm. nineteen was Stanley. Yeah. Okay. All right. And twenty-one. Okay. So uh, a, a large. It, it, it's kind of curious the way it looks. It has this as it transforms into view up above you and descends down upon you, its skin turns this dark shade of blue and green. Looks almost, it's, 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 it's large and its, its hand, arms come out, its eight legs just descend upon you and clutch the wall all around you against the side of the corner as its body covers your, your passage of escape. And it reaches in, uh, Nash, you being the closest one, for a bite on you and misses completely. Sweet. As it, and you sort of dodge out of the way. But one of its feet kick up, uh, land on the entrance to the to the hole below, and it breaks off some mushroom. And then poof, a large cloud of particulate enters both your space and Stanley's space. I need you to make constitution saves, please. Oh, my gosh. It's uh, a 17 for me. It will be a thir- 13 for me. Uh, let's see. What is the DC? All right, so um, Stanley, you just feel tingling in your nose, but Nash, you begin sneezing uncontrollably. Great. You just you just go. Achoo! 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 And you're sneezing uncontrollably for the next minute. That's a oh, good look. That's a really good look. No. Wow. Suffer disadvantage on pretty much everything, right. uh, but you can roll a save at the start of each of your turns. All right. All right, Stanley, it's her turn. And that, so now you just see the spider has jumped on both Hope and Varel. You see the spider has, has basically phased into existence from up above, landed on top, and is covering part of the hole and the two of them with its legs. It made a bite attack, missed, and now Nash is con- sneezing uncontrollably. So I'm not, like, prone or anything, but it's standing over the top of It's me, standing right? over top. It has a gigantic body. This is not the spiders we fought in the Mogfrain. It's, uh, this thing is... It would have a leg span of maybe twenty feet, or so. Maybe. If I were to move back, I'm still inside its hitbox, so there's no opportunity. You can't, you, attack, its right? legs are around, so you can't. You would use, need an action to try and crawl through its legs to get out. Hmm. Okay. Um, it's, got it's descended from below and it's sort of covered you on top from both sides. All right. Well, we will use the. Bonus action to uh, send out diplomacy and say parlay and send it up and into the spider. Okay, make your attack roll. That's going to be a 13 to hit. Mm, Yep. Oh, okay. That's nine damage from diplomacy. Okay. So it sinks into its abdomen. And the spider reacts. Aggressively above you. I am going to cast Bane on it. Okay. Um, So it has to make a uh, charisma saving throw of 16. 
Okay, it fails. Wait, All right, sixteen. Charisma. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for the next minute, uh, um, the target must roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from that for any attack roll or saving throw. Got it. Okay. Perfect. And uh, I guess that will be my turn because I'm kind of stuck here. Nash, it's your turn. You're sneezing uncontrollably all over. You're just like, (laughs) and as you sneeze, glowing green particulate comes out of your nose and mouth and it sort of sprays onto the spider and there's this spot on the spider that's full of your particulate. Okay. You can Uh, roll a saving throw at the start of your turn to see if you clear off the effects. It's a constitution save. Okay. Oh. It's plus three, so... 19. Okay. And finally, achoo, and a giant booger comes flying out like it dislodged itself from, and you're like, <coughs> you're in a great amount of discomfort from having sneezed about 26 times in a row, but you no longer suffer disadvantage. Did the booger hit Stanley in the head or anything cool? <laughs> it, it was sneezing towards the spider. Ah. Okay. I mean, if you want to, you can turn your head and sneeze on Stanley. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. That's okay. an action I don't want to take. Um, all right. Oh, that's good. So it's cantrip. It's the cantrip happy hour with Nash Magard of the Solar Mines. Let's do this. <laughs> um, I'm going to acid splash the creature. Okay. Um, it's two d six. Don't I get more for? Oh no, I don't. There's no pump for level on that. Or do I? Hold on. Oh, yeah. 1d6 when you reach 5th level. That's what it was. Is this is this a saving throw for me? Um, Acid Splash? Yes. Dex 15. Dex 15. Okay. I haven't used it in a while. I forgot how it worked. Uh, so I rolled a 17. Okay. So I save. You did save. So I don't take the damage from no, Acid Splash. That's not great. You splash your acid on it, and it, it's to, it, its carapace uh, seems to resist any damage that it does to it. it. Just looks like you put green liquid on them. Okay, great. <laughs> Got done sneezing. Couldn't Got him with the green liquid. Yep. <laughs> All right, Varel, your turn. All right. Uh, so they're in a cage of legs. You said. Yeah. I would like to run at the spider. Oh wait, I I I dropped George. That's a free action. action. Oh, you you can free action putting one object interacting with, so you can just drop them. But you just drop them. Right. He's not even interacting. You know, if you want want to put him down carefully, it'll cost you an action. If you just drop him and rush, it's free action. Right. We're gonna drop him. (laughs) I'm gonna roll a Constitution save for George. Uh, Yep. So you drop him, and you hear a ah, as he just appears to like wake up from the drop and is like oh but you continue running cool i sidestep around him and i run to the legs and i want to hack off legs to create an opening in the cage of spider that they are okay sure thing i use my two attacks with maw storm got a 18 and a 24 all right roll damage dice for both your hits Five 
seven, uh, 16, 23 points of damage, and I'm going to engage Maw Storm and try to saw through. All right. Uh, describe for me how you're killing it. So I, I go at the top of the legs. I just want to lop them off and just saw right through as many as I can and open up the spider. Uh, if, if I'm killing it, I would like for it to lose all its front legs and fall back into the pit. Okay, so you uh, you rush forward with a flurry of attacks, slicing the leg, opening up the passage, and opening uh, as you cut through legs, it begins to slide back because it can't stand anymore. So as you cut through, opening a pre passage for Nash and Morel or Nash and Stanley, it begins sliding into the hole and it instinctively grabs uh, for the three of you. So I need everybody to do a grapple contest with strength or dexterity, except for Hope, who's safely watching from a distance. Remember to roll a d4 against whatever you roll. 25. Oh, oh you mean a d4 minus uh, yeah. from Bane, you mean? Yeah, yeah okay, oh. cool. Oh. Alright. It desperately tries... Yeah, what's everyone's scores? Mine was a 23. Mine's an 8. Oh, sorry. 25. 18. 18. Okay, so it desperately tries to grab at you just instinctively as it reaches down, but everyone is able to either dodge or just grab the arm and push it and continue its fall down below. It falls into the pit and poof! It breaks a ton of mushrooms on the way out and the whole room fills with green particulate. Um, I want everyone, including Hope, who is standing in the room, to roll a constitution save. Oh, no. Uh, 14. Oh, I got a 1. 7. <laughs> 22. All right. Everyone but Nash begins sneezing uncontrollably for a minute. <laughs> and, and when they sneeze, green glowing particulate is like, achoo, achoo. So if we could all role play you guys sneezing as a chorus, that'd be great. <laughs> and I start getting sore, so you do that. Oh! <laughs> Yeah, like it's not, you know, because when you sneeze in real life, you sneeze for a few times and then you're good. But you keep sneezing for a minute straight. It becomes right. very painful as it by, continues on. By the end, I'm on the ground, snots coming out of my nose, tears out of my eyes, <laughs> gasping for breath. <laughs> it's not fun, is it? Says Nash. All right, after Wait, a minute. Nash, fine? Nash, Nash is fine. Is fine. <laughs> Nash is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's down on their knees, die, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's right. what I thought. That's what I thought earlier too." Uh. Now like this mushroom. This is why I eat these things. I get immunity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, everyone's done sneezing now, but the room is still filled with the glowing green particulate. I'm just gonna start walking out of the room. Did I get the bag? No, you dropped it during the attack. I did. Yeah. Man. What, down oh, to the, into the pit? I mean, he didn't see where it went. The spider jumped onto him. Oh, shit. The whole shit. point of pulling it up quick was to get it. Um, all right. Mage hand root around. See if I can find it. All right. You send it back down. You see the corpse of the spiders, like, in the bottom sort of curled up. And you root around, do an investigation check with your mage hand, please. Uh, 18. You root around for, for a minute, and then you do spot where it fall on, just under the side of the corpse of the spider, thankfully not trapped underneath it. 
All right, grab it. Okay, you grab the canvas bag. It's very small, like a pouch. Another spider drops down on top of it. <laughs> and you bring it back up to eye level. All right, I'm going to reach out and take it. Okay. You take um, the sack. It feels like it has a number of round items in it. All right, I want out of this room. Up. You can't see inside the sack, but there's like something. There's like, I, you know, feels like marbles or, or something in there. I'm still breathing ridiculously hard from my yeah. sneezing fit, so I'm going to... Yeah, like your eyes are red, there's tears coming off your eyes. Make my All way right. back and out of the room. All right, you make your way back. And and George is on the ground, he's going, Oh, 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 achoo! Oh, Because oh! he's clutching his back every time he sneezes. His back is like, ah, As he starts sneezing, um, do you guys pick him up or walk by him? I would like to roll a survival check on these spider legs to see if they'd be delicious and okay. like crabs. I'll grab George as I walk by and just drag him behind me while he's sneezing. I love Six. that Varel is like, it was basically like, hey, what do we want to do for George? And Varel's like, I'm checking spider legs for nutritional <laughs> value. That's the best. Screw George. What'd you roll, sorry? A six. Mm, I mean, you're still upon examination, you can like you can tell that the, the spider um, is very girthy and like any spiders you've ever seen, including the rather large ones you did find in Mogfrey. And this is... You guess that if it was feasting from this mushrooms, it was impacted and made fat from it, even though most spiders you know are carnivorous, you would... Mm. It, it's very girthy. There's a lot of meat. This is, this is a body with a lot of meat on it. Grab the legs that uh, that I cut off, however many that was, and drag okay. them out. All right. So uh, you cut about four off before it lost its clutch because you're breaking through that side of them. So there's four spider legs like strewn about the side of. Okay. Cool. They're they're like you know, they're ten feet long. Like they're like you can't just put them in a bag unless you crack them up into smaller pieces. They're, yeah, like I'm like I'm dragging about, like, Christmas trees. Like, I kind of like, bunch them up at the like, front and. Like Not that big, back. like a, about the size of a small pizza in width or whatever. Like they're they're large or heavy. Like a red baron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So you have you, you throw four haunches of spider leg over your shoulder. In fact, one would be enough to feed the party. Well, I'm not needy, man. Yeah. So how many do you take? I'll take one in each hand. So I'll okay. I'll drag them out like logs into the main hall following Stanley. Okay. You walk past George. I'm George dragging starts, George with me. Uh, by the collar? Yeah. Okay. You look! Oh, the hell is going on here? Guys? Why is it green in here? You've been out for a bit, George. We're, we're moving on. We'll explain later. Uh, uh... Does, does anyone have any... Uh, painkillers? Nope. Stanley, you have uh, pills in your thing. My back hurts so much. What happens? Uh, those black blobs of from hell itself came and attacked us. We barely survived. Yeah, they didn't hurt you, George. You hurt you. You shot yourself in the foot. Oh. And sort of the wash of like memory comes over him, and he's like. 
What an embarrassing thing to have done. I'm so sorry. Please don't. don't. He gets up and he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'll, I'll hold my own. I swear. Just. And he gets up and he tries to look dignified and he's like, why is there blood in my helmet? He, oh, takes, off, yeah. he takes off his helmet and like a little bat foot falls out. <laughs> Joel yeah, got attacked by. How long have, well, how long have I been out? There's George, like you are little... delicious here. Everything wants to eat you. Right, I know this place is scary. This is like the hell beneath the fragger itself is worse than the fragger. Maybe I should have died in that pit. Now, George, George, you are still to show a use to us, and I ask you now, very serious, can you cook? <laughs> um... Life or death, George? Yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. Sometimes we have um, uh, my sister's family over for a little uh, repast. Excellent. I can, you... I can, I can cook food. Yes. We have bats and we have spider legs, and we are going to feast of them. Um, I, I've never prepared a s spider legs before. Oh, you how, do you, how, do you, how do you cook spider legs? You're the cook. You decide. Um, I've seen your sandwiches. They are mighty. Surely you can produce. His face sort of I don't know if I want to eat that. Well, you don't exactly have a lot of choice. You know what? I'm not too hungry. Probably you can just cook them over a fire. That's probably sufficient. You don't need me to, to do that. George, you need food. George, do you have more secret sandwiches on you. Uh, no, no, that was just the sandwich my wife made me before I went out to work today. I don't I don't have any other ones. Alright, well then you're going to have to eat something, and you're going to have to eat this. He looks down, he feels his face goes, makes a little quizzical look, and he looks down at his foot, which doesn't have a boot on. He's like, oh god. I lost a toe. Yep, you could have lost a lot more. Here's your other boot. Yep, Hope will cough a bit and kind of, you know, flex your metal arm. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't want to be a bird. Let's, let's get out of here. I want to see my family once again. I'm sorry. And he bends down. He goes, oh, my back, it hurts so much. It's like someone dropped me. And yeah, then that he happened puts, too. He puts his boot on. He ties the boot. And he's like, all right, which way is the way out? Well, I think the plan is, unless I'm wrong, we're going to probably try and rest soon, yes? Yeah, we have the food, and I'll start pulling the bats out of the bag. All right, do we have a way to make a fire? Of no great circumference. Small <laughs> one. <laughs> I have, I've got a fire, I can fire bolt. Not ball. We, we need fuel. I have a lantern with oil in it. Okay. Perhaps over a lantern that may work. I have paper, but that's not going to burn for very long. Mm. A thought does occur to me. Mm. Perhaps the other room has more delicatessens. Is uh, even in here? Is it um, that same like oily residue on the walls and stuff like that? The walls are oily, but it's a little more damp in here. I'm um, certainly, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's oily and greasy in this room. Ah, 
even on the floor. So if we oh, were to move to the like bath, the center of the, the room, it's still gonna. There's a good chance something's gonna catch on fire. You, you're not gonna want to light anything on the floor surface itself, but maybe on some stones or something like that, or some sort of surface that you can use as a, as a uh, what would you call it, fire pit. And if you keep too many sparks from flying out, would probably be a good idea too. All right. Then we proceed and we leave our stash of goods here. Next hallway. Next hallway. And I'll okay. leave my spider legs in the center and start <laughs> heading. Oh, not entering, but heading towards the western passage. Was that a real sneeze? Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, bless you. Um, so. <laughs> You move. You move to the the entranceway and peer in, and you see that uh, again another room in here. And you notice that there's a, a fire pit in wow. the center of the room. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Good thing we didn't light anything up. Um, just before before we leave, I will turn to George. Where is Nash going? Sorry, I'm uh, trying to find where I thought I was just behind everybody, and I can't see where they went. Uh, <laughs> you're going back. To oh, there you are. Okay, I see you now. That's good. Um, before we before we head in that direction, I'm going to turn to George and just quietly say, George, there are creatures about. Four of us have been granted permission to be here, not five. You need to stay quiet and stick with us. Understood? Uh, I, I don't know what you mean by permission, but, but okay. quiet. Okay. But I would... Uh, okay. Follow you're me. not you're not mad at me for shooting my gun, are you? I'm not <laughs> thrilled. But I, had, I had to do it. We had, I had to save everybody. We were going to die. You shot yourself in the foot. It's, it's a mistake. It could happen to anyone. Can it's, it? Yes. In the heat of battle, you know, no, what's the, no plan survives first contact. You ever heard that expression? Yes. It usually doesn't mean because you shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> oh, please, don't tell my wife hopefully if, if, it will be up to you to tell your wife just I'll tell now. her I fought off a, a, a monster and it bit me but I bravely fought it off okay, George if you do as we say you will be able to tell her whatever crazy story you want to tell her alright alright let's go alright alright he moves on thank you thank you Stanley Thank you, everyone, for, for, for not killing me. Thank you. Thank you for carrying me with you. I, I know I, I know I've been a burden since I... a lot I got... of talking for being quiet. <laughs> 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 All right, and he shuts up. <laughs> well, that's extremely handy. All right, and you move into the to look into the room, and what you see is that the room has a fire pit. There appears to be a pie. You know that? Remember uh, two weeks ago in that room that you entered, you saw that that beast with the plated eyes, the yellow maggot-like body, and the yeah. spaghetti. So you see what looks to be like a bunch of corpses off in the corner of a beast of this nature, and you see. They're sort of fashioned into what looks like a bed on the ground. Uh, sort of crushed or crushed up and just laid out over on the right side of the room. And on the left side of the room, you see a pile of rotten giant legs and feet. 
They're cut off at the stump. There's bone. They appear humanoid. They are uh, pink skinned. I mean, they're rotted, so they're kind of blue and purple mostly. But they match the size of Hungui's arms and legs. What am I looking at? I don't know. He's either stealing limbs or he regenerates them, would be my guess. Does he eat his own limbs? Oh, well. That, that would explain why he got to the size he is. That, that wouldn't work, would it? If he grows them back. But it would take energy to grow them back, wouldn't he? Ex- Which he got from his limbs. How do you feel that about your be- fancy king now, Varel? That'd be most fascinating. Seems like a real winner from here. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, you're not the only delicious king in these parts. Yeah. Well. Yes. Right, I'm gonna start walking in a little bit. I hope uh-huh. puddings. Put puddings. What's puddings? There could be puddings. <laughs> <laughs> it's next year we're doing the show. It's called "There Will Be Puddings." There will be puddings. <laughs> No, there could be puddings. There could, there be, could puddings. be puddings. <laughs> we don't know. It's a know. pudding round. I, that's actually, actually, I guess, would I know what those creatures were? What's Slimes. the black puddings? Yes. I guess you I call them, know you can call them puddings. Oh, you wouldn't know what a pudding was. Well, yeah. blood pudding. It could be that it's just what you thought it looked like if Pharrell has ever had pudding. It's true. Kidney pie. There could be kidney pies around. <laughs> I should probably explore a little deeper then. Well, you go. And I, I walk in to join her entrance amount. Okay. George sighs and he goes, It's quite macabre in here. Well... Should we start a fire? Do we have fuel? I'm gonna go look at the limbs. I don't need fuel to set a fire. You go into the corner, Hope, and, and as you get closer, there's a stench. You see bugs, like flies, mm-hmm. and maggots in the limbs. These This appears to be not fresh food, but like a, a corner filled with garbage. Oh. And so uh, there's feet in there. They're rotted. They're large in size. They look... You know, like just the bottom part cut off at the calf and cut off at the wrist, but they're they're large. Like one of the hands is like the size of your upper body. Like they're really big. Do they look like they've been chewed on? Um, roll an investigation. No, roll an survival roll. Ah, a six. Okay. Um, you can't really tell. We didn't get a good look at Hungui's teeth, but they. There are rips and tears in the flesh where, like, you know, if you eat a chicken and you cook it and you're like, ah, I might it, but oh, leave yeah. it. So it does look like some parts of it are missing, similar to the way you might eat a piece of chicken. Okay, I'll start moving some of the limbs aside to see if there's anything else in the pile. Okay, and as everyone moves into the room, um, you see the bed of, of those weird white creatures on the right. The feet are in the left corner, and in the back, there's a pile of defecation. That you didn't notice at first. And now you're catching it sent. Mm. 
pile of defecation. Well, yeah. finally we find a room with a fire pit, and it's the one room I would rather not stay in. In the solar mines, we had a saying. Don't eat where you shit. That's quite wise. Very civilized place. Solar mines. <laughs> we find that there is no passage to this headache man then. Maybe it's down that first passage we started down, but never fully explored. Ah, the connection between the bugs. So he does traverse these these caverns quite well then. Yes, that is true. Hmm. Well, we have an opportunity to cook food here or go back the way we came and rough it back where we started. Well, uh, this is a. Okay, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. What to do? We can always cook the food and bring it with us. It's not like we have to plop down in the corner next to the excrement and eat. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I mean, there's a large enough room. The defecation's like in the corner. I can draw the defecation if you want. <laughs> I think you want. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds sure. like something Bo would want to do. Uh, let me find Brown. And now I'm, yeah. now yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, he's got to go very detailed with it. Mm-hmm. It's not just going to be a square, right? Not a neon green pool. Well, I'm just going to draw a general area where like the defecation is, so you get a good sense of it, right? And, oh, uh, wow. That's a lot. Know, it counts as a huge monster. The bed of corpses would be over there, and your, your hands and feet would be like in the So which one? The green is the poo? <laughs> Scott immediately yeah. zips over to the poo. <laughs> over to the I've poo. never seen his character move that fast. <laughs> All right, here. Sorry, I'm putting a brown color. There you go. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll survival the... I'll hold my breath, which I can do for those 15 minutes straight as I walk over to the side of the room and I examine the poo and the limbs together to see if I can put it together with a survival. What does this beast eat? It's an overpowering smell with a seven. You're trying to smell the poo to find out what the food no. was made? <laughs> I'm just trying to see if the poo is the limbs, the limbs is the poo. Um, I mean, putting together what you, all the pieces that you've seen so far, Hungui's limbs were def. Hungui's body was gross and greasy and 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 and, and very dirty, like a creature. Like any feral creature you would expect doesn't really clean themselves and actually uses the dirt as camouflage, but his hands and feet were quite pink and they had like scarring that you might find if somebody cut that, a, you know, weak mammals have on their body. So you have a strong sense, even with that, even though your mind is very foggy on piecing it together, a strong sense that this creature cuts its own limbs, eats them and shits them here. He probably eats some of the other uh, prey to be found below, as you see the corpses made into a bed. Probably some of them were eaten, too. But 
But for a creature of that size to feast, um, there hasn't been much, save the spider and the large white creatures. All right. So he'll you're, come you're... here. This is his sleeping chamber. Do we rest? I don't and... think we rest here, but I think we can prepare food here. Besides, we're tenants. We've paid our rent. I'll start taking the bat bodies out of the bag. All right, I'll go get the spider legs from the previous room. I will okay. light a bonfire in the fire pit. Okay, perfect. So everyone collects their items. You light the fire in the fire pit. Pharrell walks back. Uh, you bring all the spider legs back through several trips. It's not a far jaunt from one cave to the other. No, the two big ones that we got. I wouldn't uh, cook more than we need. But was there okay. already some something to burn in there, or am I going to need to keep the fire going magically? Uh, it just looks like there's a pit of ash in there, for the most okay. part. Likely what keeps that pit going would be the feet. Okay, well then I'll keep the fire going magically then. Okay, so you just light whatever substance, whatever carbon blackened substance is in the pit. It's not wood. Um... And you keep it going magically, so with your bonfire magic, or just yeah. you have a yeah, it's okay. just concentration for me. Okay, perfect. You light a fire. Let's bring some light in here. Oops, that's not the light button. Okay, so uh, you continue on. I don't know if I was supposed to resolve anything else uh, for the moment. No, just cookery. All right, <laughs> just some basic cookery. There, can you oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. Lights up the room. <laughs> oh, nice. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> we missed it so much. There you go. Clearly denote the poo, the poo squares. Yeah, perhaps a little too clearly. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm concentrating on the fire, so whoever's cooking, cook away. I'll start cooking the bats. And I'll do the spider legs. <laughs> All right, does this involve any cleaning of the corpses, or you just throw them right on the fire? Um, like, is it filet bat filet bat <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll strip the... Because I've got that Swiss Army knife now, so mm -hmm. I'll um, strip off the skin, get it down right. in the muscle. Survival roll, please. Cook it. Uh, four. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be rough bad. Well, you, you, you're able to skin them, but it takes you some time. And I think the whole process is going to be 30, about 30 to 45 minutes to strip the skin off. It's very difficult to strip, strip bat skin. And you leave a lot of meat on the bone. Really, you just take the big fat pieces off that are like easy to cut off, and you don't really... What you're throwing away, and Varel's watching you do this, is you're wasting a lot of... <laughs> find meat on the bone as you just take <laughs> off the big pieces and put them in a pile. So your yield is only about 40% of the possible food out of how many bats? 12 bats? 12, 12 bats. Yeah, so it's about enough to maybe feed like one person a full meal. Okay. The yield's pretty bad. But then you have it and you can now cook your filet bats on the, right. the fire. I cook my filet bats Varel, I've been through uh, a lot, so I, I watch but do not comment. You have your own fish or spider legs to also crack open. 
Let's see how I do. Ooh. Eleven. I haven't worked with such large spider legs before. No, I mean you haven't really. If you were to eat a spider, you would you would eat the abdomen and the body and not really focus too much, or just eat it whole, right? You don't. Yeah. It's not really like a crab's leg situation. Uh, so you 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 peel back and find um, very fatty white meat in there, but ample. And you're able to take your fist and just pull off large hunks of what's inside. I don't know what's inside of a spider. Don't I hope uh, an insectologist, <laughs> hope an insectologist doesn't like email me and say that's not how spider legs work. I don't even think so. they're called insectologists, but that'll still be okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he said psychologist, and I was going to let him get away with it. So you know, shows where I'm at. Yeah. Delicate white meat. Oh, and someone's going to correct me. Spider's not an insect. It's an arachnid. So an arachnidologist is going to email. I think they're still not called that, but it's fine. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man is going to write it. very upset. That's right. Um, yeah, so you but you pull off big strips of fatty meat, and it looks quite delicious and ample. There's lots there. Uh, your yield is not as good as you would like. You get maybe about 60% of what's there, but... There's so much of it. There's an abundance of, of food material. Is there enough to feed eight people? Oh, so you could make four more rations from what's remaining, or assuming everyone eats, or five, like depending on how. There's eight rations of, or feed your old pal Nash, who has no food except a mushroom he's been eyeing. Excellent. <laughs> and the weed. <laughs> and the weed. <laughs> That'll just make me hungrier. Desire for yeah. more food. I'll just be more hungry. <laughs> All right. So are you guys are you going to cook the spider legs for real? Yes. Okay. Um. So the whole process of doing this will take about roughly an hour or so. If you're going to dry them, it might be about three or four hours. Uh. Yeah, that'd probably be best. Okay. And that brings us pretty close to long rest territory. Now you did say you didn't want to stay in this area, but. I would love a long rest if we're not in imminent danger because I, yeah, I need to refresh everything we should find a good place to settle down eat and perhaps call it for whatever time it is well we shouldn't rest in its den no nor would I want to well there's light at least in the mushroom room bit sneezy. <laughs> there was a, a small little offshoot leading into that room. We could have the ambient glow and uh, be hopefully far enough away from any spores. The Only bats one did entrance. Rest there. That's true. They are bats. Uh, you remember too, I didn't describe it at the time, but that little corner was filled, was replete with bat guano all over the walls. Yeah, maybe not there. Big though. money. <laughs> an important reagent for fireball and I do believe Dash still has bat guano I don't think he put all of it on his face no the day before <laughs> I didn't I should probably grab some of that it is a reagent for fireball I believe mm -hmm. in case he ever loses his ball yeah if I lose my ball we need a pinch of rest. Well, I mean, it's not far. You could quickly go and grab them. We don't have to like role play the exact movement. Like, if you all right, go I'm gonna I'm up. going to excuse myself. I'm gonna keep and... some of the bat fur. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna excuse myself and go get some bat guano. 
Just a couple okay. of handfuls. How much baguano? Two, you can scoop up large piles of it. Just two big old handfuls. Shove it in my pocket. <laughs> like a child from the yeah. sea with mud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like... All right, Arr. let's say you have about six cups worth of baguano. Okay. Yeah. All right? All so right. Like, write it on your sheet. Put it in. Six, we're measuring in cups. Six cups of baguano. The only problem is he has no cups, so that's just going right in a pocket. <laughs> yeah, your fresh new clothes are now covered in frog human sphere, bad guano, uh, sneezing particulate, boogers, and probably. Mm -hmm. And burns. Yep. Packing light. All right. Yes. We don't know about Nash's ceiling. So I would suggest that we rest in the uh, ladder room that we entered in all the way back there because that's a solid ground of rock without being on the dirt to attract the worms and the entrance shouldn't be disturbed. It's a bit of a trick, but it does can, seem... If you want to do that, I can fast travel you there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's do yeah, that. Okay. So do you put the fire up before you leave or...? Uh, yeah, as, as a result of walking away, concentration would end and it would it would go okay. out. I'm going to. People are going to sort of teleport around the map here. I just, <laughs> uh... Oh my gosh! It's that foot. I've lost it completely. Uh -huh. There we go. All right, so you yeah, you you leave um, you leave Hungui's what appears to be his residence, uh, move back into the glowing cave to make a right down that long penis-shaped cave, um, and then move back to the room that said supplies on it, then continued back to the room where you saw the feet in the room, and I presume you're taking the same passage, hugging the walls, going back in, as you did going through that one, correct? Yep. Yeah. And uh, you make your way back to the main uh, area of... Oops. Uh, that main room where you first entered down below from the frog Hemoth pit. And now you're back. Uh, the room appears unchanged. The walls are damp and greasy and oily. There, This room is, in particular, is filled with quite a bit of bugs. Nothing appears to be disturbed from since the last time you were here. Only a few hours prior. Um... Now that we're in relative safety, I am going to pull out that bag that I grabbed and okay. open it and see what's in it. Okay. You uh, open up the bag, and um, can I get you to roll 3d4, please? Sure. Damage. I got a 1, a 4, and a 2. So, 7. Okay, so you open up the bag, and it, it opens up. It's not a very taut bag. It just opens up and splits into, like, a cloth in your hand. And you count about seven very large-looking beans. And they're about, like, you know, size of a walnut. They're rather large. And also in there is a key. It's got a skeleton etched in the end of it, and it's very old and, and, and large-looking, a very heavy key. All right. I like this bag. Gotta get to that giant up in the sky. Gotta, yeah. Got it's a key to his treasure. <laughs> a bag of beans. Uh, 
He's got a goose that lays golden eggs. All right, just on the off chance, I, we're not. I don't know if we're actually there yet, but before we call it a night, I would do a ten-minute identify ritual on each of those just to see if there's anything magical sure. about yeah, them. Not, yeah, we're not in combat; it's free action. You can go ahead and identify it. You spend ten minutes concentrating on it and learn its magical properties. Uh, so these beans, they appear to be. They, they, they definitely appear to be magical. You were reading that these have somehow been mutated using arcane energies, perhaps from a wizard or perhaps from another worldly source. Um, you realize that if they're violently flung at something, they will create a small explosion in a 10-foot radius, dealing 5d4 fire damage. Ooh. But you also surmise that you could plant it in the ground and perhaps something will happen as a result, but its magic seems unstable and you're not quite certain what it might do. So in your character sheet, please add a bag of beans uh, with seven charges to your inventory. Bag of beans. Yeah, and you can, you can look at that between yeah. sessions as we close out. There uh, is more detail about what this is. All does. right. And then uh, I would do the same thing to the key just to see if there's anything special about it or if it's just a key. Um, okay, so another 20 minutes. And I, I guess everyone's sort of getting ready for their rest here. But um, the, the key itself, while not created by magic and not uh, imbued with any sort of magical ability, it, it does appear to have been created by magic. Uh, some uh, spell of, of transmutation, some sort of alchemical ritual. You're unclear what that spell exactly might be, but it was not forged at a smith, but created in some manner un unknown to you. Great. All right. So we getting ready for camp. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, I uh, I head over to the rocky area, the the stone ground, and kind of motion for everybody to sort of load in. Mm -hmm. And as they pass, I'll pass them their ration of spider leg meat. Okay. Big massive dried chunk to have at. As everyone settles in to lean against the wall and move down, you start hearing an echoing voice again. I'm the king. I'm the king. This is my foot. This is the river! And it sort of dawns on everyone that they're going to have a hard time sleeping with this singing in place. Can we go oh, back the king. further? As everyone oh, quiets up, it's just, it's just louder. And even though it's very far away, it echoes through the cavern. Maybe he'll be tired of it and quit doing it. Do you think he sleeps? Yeah, the bed. We could cover up the walkway. Maybe block off the sound somehow. I know how. It, it, Let me do it. I'm going to mold some earth. Block the door. The hall. Okay. Do I have to tell you what earth I'm removing? Um, I mean... Uh, Yes, so I know where you're creating space in the room. Because right, the, so... the move, the earth doesn't come from magical means. It isn't created. It's like 
pulled from somewhere and put somewhere else. Right. That makes sense. Right. So if we're going to, we're all cozy in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to take uh, this square. Oops. Hold on. There we go. That right there, that square bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick that up. And so, I'm going to yeah. put it right here. You'll need about four squares worth of material. This game's turning into Minecraft, but um, yeah, that's my four, understanding. Is if those if the footing's squares. right, yeah. then yeah. So I want to pull. I'm just going to put something in there just to show it for now. Uh, you can fill this. You just fill up. Root magically fill up and move. <laughs> take a twenty foot by twenty foot chunk of earth from the ground, five boulder, five foot cube at a time, and move them and pack yourself in, and. Uh, and now, no light. Even though you can still see on the map, light no longer uh, comes through. Can I do? I can I do a, a? Can I say my spell out loud so people can hear it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You All can right. do it however you like. Uh, turn out the lights and grab your cocks. Here's a big <laughs> bunch of rocks, and I put them down. <laughs> and now, <laughs> and now we're, we're locked in. <laughs> Grab my tail. <laughs> Apparently, the king's song is uh, catching. <laughs> All right, so you lift up earth and move it, and magically just lift it in the air, and then settle it down and mold the cavern wall into just a wall, and you hear nothing now. Oh, good. There's a lot of reverberation. All right, so it's camp time. You're camping. You can now refresh all of your character abilities. Long rest. Boom. Before we uh, before we go to bed, uh, there's something I just want to say to the party. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We have time. Um, listen, everybody. I'm. I know the way this typically goes, and I know that when we go to bed tonight it's likely not going to be me who wakes up. And I want you all to know that what I said earlier when we were in this very passage, I meant we can be better. That's what we set out trying to do. People like Thailander, he had common goals to us, and we fought him because we disagreed with the methods. And I don't want to see us make those mistakes and go down that road again. I have made terrible mistakes that I regret. It's been that way my entire life. I want to tell you all, my name isn't Stanley Billings. It's a name that I gave myself when I said I wanted to start over. I wanted to be something different. I wanted to do something better. And I failed at that too. But I still believe in what the idea was behind it. That I can make this place a better place. That this place doesn't have to be a wasteland that takes from everybody. Hope what happened to your family? You're not the only one. It's happened to many of us. It's happened to me. The world doesn't need to be a place that just robs from those unfortunate. 
it can give back and I do believe this and I know that tomorrow Diantalus is going to wake up and spin whatever tale he's going to say I can't tell you all what to do all I can say is that I'm trying to be better and I believe we all could that's all Oh shit, did we bring George? You look over at George and oh. there's like a tear in his eye and he's okay. like, that was beautiful, man. We should all be better. I'm going to try and be better too. Thank you, George. Stanley's right. Why is everyone so quiet? Were you guys... Were you guys... fighting before? No. It's fine, George. Just go to sleep. Alright, well, for the record, I think what Stanley said was true. We should all try to be better. If anything, seeing my life flash before my eyes so many times made me realize that the only thing that matters to me is my family. Thank you, Stanley, for, for that. Who, who's Diane Tallis? Uh-oh. You'll probably meet, meet him soon enough, George. What down here? <laughs> what madman would come down here on his own? I don't I don't understand you folks. <sighs> and he sort of snuggles in to the wall and tries to get comfy in. He's not sleeping, but he looks like he's trying to sleep. I guess we'll leave it there. Does everyone right. quietly lament Stanley's words and has nothing to say in response? And this is good. We're at times. So this is as good a time as any to end it, even though it is on a cliffhanger. There still remains much more of this dungeon to be explored. That there will Next be. Week. There will be more of this dungeon. On there will be dungeons. There could be puddings. There Next might week. be puddings. <laughs> Uh, awesome this is great as always we'll be back next week with more it was very nice to be back it'll be our first episode of 2019 so big thanks for hanging out with us in 2018 did we start it in 2018 we did right yeah I think so yeah it was pretty shortly after BlizzCon the last year though. yeah so our yeah. first our first year down man first full year think of that happy year crazy so we started you, you were like Say what, Bo? Uh, well, I was just I was just thinking like, you know, it was like I haven't played D and D and now you're a weekly D and D player. Yeah. You yeah. know? Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. I uh I hadn't played since high school. And now it's like this regular thing and it's kind of a weird change in my life. In a good way. In all the right ways. Uh, yeah. I, I, for me, it's like uh, you be, let's hang out Saturday. No, D and D Saturday, sorry. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You have to make plans on Friday or Sunday or no? Well, we look forward to bringing you more next week. Uh, like I said, that'll be next Saturday, 3 p.m. Mountain Time, right here at frogpants.tv. If you uh, listen later on the podcast or via the YouTube video, that's not a problem either. That'll all be up that day. In fact, I try to get it up within an hour or so after we finish here. So uh, watch for that this evening. And uh, don't forget to send us your messages over at therewillbedungeons.com. That's the website, therewillbedungeons.com. And uh, follow us on Twitter. There be dungeons. 
Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> then there's some dice. I went a little piratey. <laughs> was that you? No. Did I make a sound? Did something happen? No, oh, it was my fault. Oh, Kyle. Okay. Kyle. It's Kyle. It's totally fine. <laughs> Totally fine. Uh, All right, so that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. Come back next week. There's plenty more to find out. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.